Welcome to another episode of Dark Insight. Uh, this is episode 95 for June the 1st of 2018. Uh, I'm your host for the afternoon, Brian Wade, and I'm joined by my New Zealand co-host, Charles Turner. How are you doing, Charles? Hello. Thanks. Good, thank you. Yourself? I'm great. You know, it's it's raining pretty hard out there, but uh, we'll talk about that in the weather chat. Um, I'm also joined, uh, uh, Vader, this is, this is unprecedented. We have the most famous person that's ever been on this podcast. I'm always on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> we have the one, the only, uh, the lead singer of Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor. Hey, everybody! I'm uh, thank you for having me. I, um, I'm a big fan of Dark Insight. I'm a, I'm a big Dark Souls fan, and I was just really excited when uh, Dark Souls Remastered came out. We just finished mastering the latest album, Me and Atticus, and now I'm, I'm I'm here to talk about some Dark Souls. I'm ready for it. I can, what can you tell us about the latest album? Um, it's definitely coming out and it definitely okay. has a name and I should have researched this bit more if I knew you were going to ask me a bunch of questions because I literally don't know anything else about it. I asked you one question, not a bunch of questions. <laughs> it feels like it, it feels like a lot of questions. Um, anyway, obviously this isn't actually Trent Reznor. It's the, uh, the return of Jeremy Greer. He's back. Hey guys. It's, it's good to be back. I like what you've done with the place. Like it feels a little bit more expansive. You got your feng shui going a little bit better, and there's a nice, some nice window treatments over here. This looks really yeah, nice got, in here. I've now. got this orange couch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's in the southwest corner of the room because that's where the feng shui says that it's supposed to be. That's the money corner. That's what they say. That's right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You want your couch and, to be in the money corner. Yeah, that's right. What does feng shui say about missy kids? <laughs> Uh, it recommends strongly that you do not have them. That's the, that's the, that's the real bummer about feng shui is that they're anti-child. I don't know if you knew that or not, but yeah, they're very anti-child. Okay. Yeah, you done fucked up, Chuck. Yep. Oh, well. They'll move out eventually. Yeah, yeah, you know, in like 15 years. That's right. I started young, so I'll be able to retire young. That's true. That's what I hope. <laughs> so yeah. uh, let's talk about the weather, y'all. Jeremy, you're, you're you're the guest now, so why don't you tell us about your weather? I, I am the guest now. This is so weird. I haven't guested Isn't on this weird? podcast in um like four when did you, years. What did, what did you guys invite me on this? To start it, it started in 2015, about, I think. About two so, years ago, if not more. About two years ago. Okay, so yeah, I haven't guested in a couple of years, so this is this is a, a new a new old experience for me. Um, <laughs> uh, the weather here in the South is extremely hot and extremely bright and extremely humid. And uh, we're in kind of the season where we do, excuse me, where we get thunderstorms in the afternoon. So between, you know, 3.30 and 5 o'clock, like a storm will blow through and dump a bunch of water on the ground and then blow and then keep blowing on. And it just makes it even more hotter and more humid. It, like it doesn't do anything to cool it down. So I am in miserable town. Yeah. Have, having experienced that weather in Louisiana when I was visiting you, uh, it fucking sucks. Yeah. And it's, that's why we stayed inside in the air conditioning with all the blinds pulled. It is super not great. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's not fun at all. I used to do that in Sydney when I lived there. Um, you get these. It's such a weird thing. You just get these afternoon storms. I don't get it. It doesn't happen here. It's just stormy all the time down here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's cold storms. Not we don't get hot rain. It's cold rain. 
And that's what's been happening this week down this way. Lots of cold, cold rain. God, yeah, it's, it's getting into wintertime for you, right so that checks out. Yeah. But even in summer, when it rains, it's cold. <laughs> we don't get hot I mean, rain. That's a good thing, though. We don't get hot, we don't get hot rain. Yeah, that's my weather. Experience my fair share of hot hot rain and it's no good. Um, so yeah, uh, turns out there's a tropical storm in Indiana right now, y'all. Um, I didn't, I hadn't actually done the research to find out what was going on, but turns out that tropical depression Alberto uh, is Alberto. basically censored over <laughs> South Bend, South Bend, Indiana, uh, which is I don't know, maybe an hour and a half north northwest of me. Uh, so away. it's. Uh, no, not in not in not in the United States. <laughs> uh, and it is it's been raining pretty hard and a lot uh, for the past few days, including uh, as I told you guys in the pre-show, it thundered so loud last night that it woke me up from a complete completely deep sleep, which was pretty dope. Jeez. But yeah, so that's uh that's my weather. I'm gonna go play Magic the Gathering later, and hopefully it does not rain so hard that it ruins my cards. I was about to say, what happens if your cards get wet? Doesn't that ruin the value of them? <laughs> it does, which is why most of them are double-sleeved. God, you're such a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. The only thing I want to double-sleeve is a 12-pack of beer. That's what I'm going to be double-sleeving later. Okay. <laughs> I was very nervous about what you were going to say there. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Do you have the like the hard case card covers? I remember them being around back in the day when I played Magic so, twenty years ago. Yes, yes, I own some top loaders, but just because I have some, like you don't, you don't put cards that you're going to play with in top loaders. Oh, it's just a joke. I remember joking about playing a, uh, a game like with make, a make, deck. making a deck with, <laughs> yeah, with all like top loaders, yeah, three foot high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no thanks. That's too unwieldy. Do it. I, I think you'd be the coolest guy at Magic. <laughs> I don't think Did I they would. Let you, I don't know why I'm asking these questions because I don't actually care about this game or anybody <laughs> that plays it. But um, yes, you do. if you're if you've got your your, your cards double sleeved, uh-huh. uh, like are you playing them with as they're double sleeved as well, or yeah. are you taking them out of the sleeve to to like slam them on the table and take everybody else's card or whatever else you do in Magic? <laughs> yeah, snap. Um, I, yeah. I say I send people to the to the shadow zone. I think that's what it was in Yu Gi Oh. Um, no, <laughs> okay. shadow world maybe. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, you you they are double sleeved and you play them in in the sleeves. Okay, like there's a there's a thing called a perfect fit sleeve, which is just fractionally larger than a than a card, so it mm-hmm. perfectly fits around a card, and then you put that that perfect fit sleeved card inside a, a normal sleeve. That's y'all, all. Uh, y- y'all play for pink, pink slips or whatever the equivalent of your good cards. Like, if I win, do I get to keep all of your cards? Uh, you know, actually, uh, that that used to be a rule in the game. Like, there used to be a rule called ante where uh, after you drew your starting cards, like you pulled the top card of your deck uh, off of the deck and put it face down for ante, and whoever won just got both cards. Uh, that rule is no longer in effect. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, sure there's a lot of but I guess flips. like if. Yeah, yeah, for I, sure. I can only imagine. Like, just, just imagine like losing your Black Lotus like to some nerd. Yeah, yeah, that sounds horrible. <laughs> 
Listen, Jeremy, even for someone that doesn't know anything about magic, you know what a Black Lotus is. I, Come know, on. I know what Black Lotus is. <laughs> only, only like, at a, the most vaguest of terms. Like, I don't actually know anything about it. Or, or and, and don't tell me. Like, I don't want to know Destiny Lord. Okay. I don't want to know Magic the Gathering cards. So. Okay, well, <laughs> bad the two news, things that I don't want to learn about. This podcast is all about Destiny and Magic the Gathering. Oh, you told me Dark Souls. That's the only reason I agreed yep, to be on I here. I lied to bring you onto this podcast. Um, but yeah, so uh, anyway, that's that's the end of our Magic the Gathering corner, and it's time to do the news. And yeah. Charles, you've done the most of these most of this news, so why I don't did. you uh, why don't you take us there? Uh, Pokemon Let's Go was announced for release. Yes, on... Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. Yes, thanks for clarifying. So it yeah, so it's gonna be released on the sixteenth of November. So it's ni- nice and close, I guess. Mm-hmm. And because, as we're talking about, we're all getting old here, time moves faster. So that's only around the corner. Uh, they It is a remake of Pokemon Yellow, which is what I'm more interested in, because I prefer... I, I only played there, those original... Yeah, I did play Yellow. Yeah, original three. Those are the ones I played. And I... As far as I'm concerned, there are only 151 Pokemon. There are. <laughs> so I'm glad uh, there, that this is there, the case. There are going to be more than 151 Pokemon in Pokemon Let's Go, though. Did you, I don't know if you heard. Uh, um, what I read, it said that it was the only original 50, 150. So there was a teaser at the very, very end of the trailer uh, of like a Pokemon, and they didn't actually show what it was. So it was like the, the, the ball opening up or something, and I guess the... Uh, somebody from the Pokemon company came out and said, hey, that's a teaser of a brand new Pokemon. So I guess maybe that's not necessarily in Let's Go, or maybe it'll be like a one of the like GameStop exclusive weird things that they do. Oh, yeah, like... see, that's fine. I'm, I just don't want like the 3,000 that there are now, because I can't sure. keep up. There's like 900. It's not, it's not nearly 3,000, but, you know, whatever. Um, Jeremy, back me up. <laughs> there's 3,000 Pokemon. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yep, see? Uh, that's why I miss you, Jeremy. You always got my back. Um, I know. I'm, I'm right here. Whatever Charles says goes. Yes. <laughs> unless, unless we're talking about the MCU, in which case I, I disagree strongly with a lot of his opinions. <laughs> um, it's, it's good to be controversial, Jeremy. That's what, that's what I'm here for. But yeah, it, it looks good. The game looks really pretty. Uh, it's a little bit too aligned with Pokemon Go, and I, I enjoyed Pokemon Go when it first got released. But I'm a bit, little concerned that the game's dumbed down too much. Well, it kind of seems like what they're doing. The, all the only thing really that the Pokemon Go thing has on it is that instead of battling uh, random wild Pokemon, you just capture them the way you do in Pokemon Go. Yeah, using motion controls. Um, yeah, which it, seems fine. Like, it, yeah, it does. It's not my favorite, but whatever. I'm just a little concerned because then I have read, and the director said that the um, the battles against gyms and trainers and NPCs and stuff will still exist, but I'm yes. just not sh- I'm not sure how the leveling will go because if you're only leveling when you fight them, then how do you? You grow- never needed to fight random po- to fight random Pokemon to level up, though. That's what I remembered in the original doing. No, leveling you, up. You would you, you're as long as you fight all the trainers, like you, the leveling curve is perfectly fine for yeah, true. Yeah, even the originals. Right. I I guess when I was grinding out like my um, what is it called? Magikarp <laughs> to get my Gyarados. <laughs> Gyarados. How do you want to say it? Sure. 
I, I remember grinding out levels with him, having him at my number one, and then switching him out straight away before he died. <laughs> but yeah, no, see, I, that's that's one of the, that's one of the bonuses of the new Pokemon games is that you don't have to do that anymore. You can just turn on the experience share, and it's okay. Yeah, true. I wonder if I guess that will be in this one. I would bet it will be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty keen for it. It's exciting to have um, a pretty looking Pokemon game on the Switch, and I'm sure everyone knows because everyone knows keeps up to date with gaming news these days. Uh, it'll be co-op. You can drop in yeah. a friend. Yeah, and that seems really cool. Yeah, so I'm excited to play it with with Odin and Arya, and it's simple enough right. that like Arya, who's who's likes the ideas of video games, but really doesn't have the patience to even try. <laughs> I, I think this will be a good one for her because she could throw the Pokeball at the Pokemon. Yeah. And also, this isn't like... This isn't the new, like, Pokemon game. This isn't like a core Pokemon game. This is kind of like a side game. Yeah. Um, we're still, still going to get, like, a real... Like, the next generation of real Pokemon games, quote-unquote. Uh, yeah, according time. to the article that I'm, that I'm reading for the first time, since uh, <laughs> I don't know anything about this, it's... Uh, it's not intended to replace a new core game, which is set to be released in late 2019 on Switch. Yeah, because so. mm-hmm. yeah, that was the first concern a few people had, was that the, this is the big Pokemon game that's being rumored. And it's not... It's it's cool, but it's not quite there. It's not, yeah, it's not hardcore enough. The the other cool thing that I'm excited about, and I it's probably showing my nudiness and nostalgia, is that you can get a Pokemon motion controlled pokeball uh, yeah <laughs> is there a replacement and you can, like, play the whole game with that with yeah. that thing too but also that can makes it a little concerning how how simple is this combat scenes there is like like one button from looks of it on the controller i have you have you ever played a pokemon game before like that's yeah. that's how simple the combat is i know you choose i know you, you choose the, the the attack out of a list of four so attacks it is doable <laughs> but yeah I, I I played okay. I'm gonna say this, and I realize how it sounds. I'm realizing how it sounds as I was thinking about it. So, <laughs> but just gonna, gonna just gonna bull right through, huh? Just gonna, just gonna bull right through. I've played a lot. All of, of my instincts are telling me I shouldn't hand. say this on a recording, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's fine. Like you can the, the, there's even like in the newer games, like there's an option to set like L. Your L button like also functions as your as as A, so that you can just use like you can literally play the game holding the DS in one hand, without actually having to uh, without having your right hand busy, um, doing <laughs> other things. <laughs> uh, I guess I need to to relook at some of these Pokemon if you're if you're if you're two ML and one handed maneuver. <laughs> Am I, have I missed some Pokemon? Are there Pokemon out there that are, you know, I don't want to attractive? Talk <laughs> <laughs> I think they're ready for Fallout. <laughs> are we ready for Fallout? Yeah, let's talk about Fallout. <laughs> can you play that one-handed, Brian? Um, uh, maybe I don't know. It kind of seems like maybe you can play this one-handed. I think this need, we have Cassandra's news corner, and now I think we need a uh, Brian's one-handed gaming segment <laughs> just to. <laughs> I can't continue. Um, yes. Tell me, explain Please to me continue. what this Fallout 76 game is, because I, I did not pay attention to it except to make a dumb Interstate 76 joke that like 12 people got on my timeline. Because I got it, and it was very funny. 
I Thank didn't you see very it. much, Brian. Appreciate and it. I don't get it. Uh, I don't know what that means. Interstate 76 was a uh, like a car combat game, like a, think of the Twisted Metal games, but it was set in 1976, so all the cars were muscle cars, and like dudes had giant afros and, and like cool stuff that they would say as you, you know, Gatling gun people from across the field or whatever. And it was really fun, and they, I don't. I think there was an Interstate eighty two at some point, but then they just the whole the whole thing just went away. So when I heard Fallout seventy six, I was like, hell yeah, it's going to be the follow up that I've been looking for to Interstate seventy six for the last twenty years. <laughs> there's there's a character in the chat from uh, Interstate Interstate seventy six, Peter. Okay. Yeah, look how oh, cool heck. that is. Look how look how cool that dude is. <laughs> it looks like the Hulk Hogan. Sweet. Hulk Hogan in a card demolition game. Oh. <laughs> Brian, are you playing this Man, game this one-handed? Game... Uh, yes. <laughs> this game looks a lot a lot worse than I remember it looking. Like It's, it's pretty low poly in these screenshots, which makes sense because I was playing this on my computer in, what, like 19, you know, it's probably ni- early 90s sometime, late 90s somewhere. I don't remember. Uh, I believe it was 97 that came out. Yeah, that yeah, because I was still in high school at the time, so that, that makes yep. sense. 1997. Nobody cares about Interstate 76, though. You might as well tell them about Fallout 76, because that's what everyone's here Yeah, let's talk about for. Fallout 76. It, the trailer was interesting. I guess it is a pretty classic song that they had there, even though yeah. I'm not from yeah, West Virginia. Roads. Um, it gets you going, that song. It's one of those classics. It's a great song. Yeah. What, what was the song again, Brian? Country Roads. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's a good song. A good oh, have, you, have you not even watched the trailer? I didn't even watch the trailer. <laughs> I was playing uh, the God of Boy game up, up until the point, like five minutes before this podcast. So sure, sure. Um, yeah, the trailer was interesting, and so I really like the the world of Fallout. And but I just did not like Fallout Four. Like I got really bored really quick. So I'm I'm not sure how I feel about this one because if it's going to be the same boring constant dialogue trees, I'm not interested. But, but that's the thing, is that they kind know. of hinted that it's not going to be, right? Well, that's funny. I've seen lots of like memes come out where people are saying, like, oh, I'm super excited, but what is it? <laughs> and, I mean, it's and, a Fallout game, so people are going to be excited just because of that. But yeah, there's no indication what type of game is it. It could be an MMO, for we know. It could be online. It could be um, uh, it could I mean, there, real-time there's strategy. Like, there's like a lot of rumors out there that it's going to be like an online survival game, like... Uh, like a Rust or Ark Survival Evolved, like that style of game. Yeah. So who knows? Which uh, pretty weird. I've heard I've heard several people say like it could be possibly their their MMO version of Fallout because you know they've mm-hmm. they've I think they've had they had a pretty rocky start with the Elder Scrolls Online. Um, that's the same company, right? Yeah, that's yes. the same guys. Yeah. And uh, uh, but like I feel like, like that game kind of got better over the years. Like they they put a lot of work into it, so maybe they you know a post apocalyptic multiplayer game like that could be pretty interesting but i'm like I, i'm one of those nerds that played fallout 1 and 2 and when they came out and i just have never been able to get into a, a 3d uh fallout game i think i think it's really just the first person stuff like i can't really do a skyrim or a morrowind either like the first person stuff just feels so clunky and limiting to what i can do so yeah fair enough uh, the trailer was cool but yeah it's, it'll be interesting to see more about it at a3 which is just around the corner it seemed a bit of a surprise. I don't think anyone's were quite expecting a Fallout quite just yet. But maybe I'm just out of the loop. I don't know. What about... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's Sorry, go. go ahead. 
No, no, I was just going to say, like, I'd, I I'm, I was kind of sitting here thinking of, like, I've, I've always loved the the kind of fallout aesthetic. I like, I like post-apocalyptic stuff, and I like the idea of, you know, shooting giant cockroaches that have been mutated, but there's something about the way that those games, those, especially the, the, the modern fallouts have presented themselves that I just cannot get into. I'm kind of curious, like, what they could possibly do besides, you know, do the Assassin's Creed origin thing and, like, make it more like Dark Souls to get me more involved in that series, which I think, <laughs> I don't think anybody who plays Fallout wants that to happen at all, so. <laughs> make it like Bloodborne. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I like the world as i said earlier and i really really got into three but four i just couldn't handle i just couldn't handle all the trying to keep everybody happy and the dialogue yeah i just want to shoot things yeah um but more more pertinent to this podcast i guess especially with you here jeremy uh, shadows die twice rumors have been leaked yeah this is um basically what i have been semi predicting on don't give up skeleton for the last few months um, since we've heard about shadows die twice which is like the same kind of over the shoulder stamina based combat system but um just in a totally different world uh they're saying very heavily inspired by kuan i don't know if um, either of you have paid attention to that game at all um one person on my twitter feed has been doing a, a let's play of it and i've been watching hers and it's really really interesting and great um chris got it from a from a mutual friend, Sin Plus sent his copy to Chris, so Chris has been playing it. Uh, my buddy, Local Bones on Twitter, yep. and yes. uh, he's he's really been liking it, but it's it's totally inscrutable. Like like you get to a puzzle and it's like, oh, you don't know Japanese, <laughs> so maybe <laughs> maybe you should go away and find find out like some other ways to solve this puzzle. But watching um, Kazative on YouTube on her LP, she was like, yeah, I basically know all of the Japanese, so I can just solve the puzzle. Um, that, that 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 game looks really interesting. All of the rumors seem. Uh, I don't think that there's anything like shocking here, um, outside of it not being a Sony exclusive. I would have really expected this to be a Sony exclusive because um, it it feels like it could be a follow up to Bloodborne in spirit, if not in name. So, well, that's that's still potentially there as because from software have said they're working on multiple games. So I wonder if Sony have there, there could be still a Sony exclusive as well. Sure, absolutely. That we just don't know about. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I saw some rumor about a Bloodborne 2 today, but I can't remember. Oh, there's always rumors about it. Um, so, yeah. But this is this is quite direct leak information. It could all be false, but it kind of fits from what From Software has said in the past. Um, and well, I think expecting. we need to... I mean, there, there has to be a little bit of grain of salt, if not an entire... 10 gallon garbage bag filled with salt to throw over your shoulder on this one because uh it it comes directly from 4chan which is not known as the most reliable of internet sources and it's kind of skeevy in its own way um but but the uh before you continue the pokemon let's go pikachu and eevee um somebody posted all of those all of the details about that game like all of the the stuff that then got announced recently um Somebody posted all of those details on 4chan on April 1st. Oh, hey. oh that's hilarious. And everyone thought it was like a... a so like everyone a just thought it was just somebody being an asshole and not... Extremely you know, great li- troll. Just, that's, just that's, lying. That's and then it was really it fantastic. all is true. <laughs> all of it. Yeah. So um, I, do we want to talk about some of the, the rumors? I think the one that we talked about, Jeremy, over Twitter the other day was the potential for trick weapons having more than one trick form yeah yeah um 
some will have three, others will have two, and um, there's going to be a lot of weapons that have uh, like two parts or that require two hands to use. And so, um, mm-hmm. like I'm thinking, like the the transformed blade of mercy, where you, you're holding a blade in each in, in each uh, each hand. So yeah, or like the Rikuyo. Or the Rikuyo, yeah, aka the best weapon in the game. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not so Holy totally Blade, but you know, it's pretty dope. As, as someone that really likes that trick weapon system, I uh, I am a hundred percent into more trick weapons. Like I could like give me the Moonlight Greatsword in this game, whatever it's called. Like I, I don't give a damn. Yep. Like give me that same sword, give me the Rikuyo. Even if they brought over stuff, I, I wouldn't particularly be mad at it. But um, yeah, it's it's supposed to be. It sounds pretty dark. Like all the story stuff is about sacrifice, and um, I saw one person speculating that uh, they could do a Bloodborne esque twist. So, you know, Bloodborne went from, like, classic Victorian horror to weird Lovecraft space aliens pretty quickly. Um, and this one's supposed to start out with kind of some, like, body horror stuff. And somebody was saying how cool it would be if the body horror stuff, like, transformed into uh, mech games. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> and, I mean, that's and that's, that's wild speculation from the Don't Give Up Skeleton Discord, y'all. Like, that's not official thing. That was just people That was just people talking about it. And I was like, holy shit, that is a great idea. Like, that, that would be... <laughs> Like just imagine, like you've been building up your weird trick weapons, and then all of a sudden, you get your your body just transforms into a like a fucking mech, and then you're just having a different game. Like that would be amazing. Yeah, just I don't like, think it's true. But. No, neither do I. But we never actually mentioned mentioned what Kion was. I guess um, it's a from what I saw of it and seen. It's a like a Resident Evil style game from uh, way back. Yep. So it's like, yeah, fixed, was it fixed cameras? But this is going to be a third person, like, well, the rumors are that it's going to be a third person, like, like we have in Dark Souls or Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Kuan but- is much more like that kind of classic PS2 game survival horror stuff where you're, um, it's not quite tank controls, but you're, you know, you, your character is on a, on a pre-render backdrop and you're like walking around through and exploring a space and finding puzzles and solving them to, for progress and talking to people and uh but the aesthetic is super fucking weird and scary like it's seriously go watch that lp like i could put that in the show notes whichever one of you do show notes on this podcast now um because it's it's really really good (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i don't think i think you guys are arguing about who's who's responsible for this podcast i'm just going to add more fuel to that fire (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and look it's an interesting take especially if they can bring it slightly more action and they've made it clear it's in the leaked information like quoted somebody because quotation marks it's not gonna be big and flashy flashy at all it's still grounded and gritty like what we know from the souls series so yeah oh the other interesting thing they're talking about that your your character is going to be like brought back from the brink of death Mm -hmm. and so it's just like souls that it's an unknown character there's no main character and the the left arm is a prosthetic and that's what we see in that 10 second um teaser trailer that we got what three months ago yeah it's that bone it's actually a prosthetic or fake limb that you're given at the start of the game and that's what i think we talked about and predicted Mm -hmm. when that was first teased yeah, that sounds that sounds extremely baller. Like if that's because the the rumor here is that like it could be some sort of grappling gun to reach higher levels in the in the in the levels or in the environment, which I think is like give me bionic commando souls. Like okay, <laughs> I'm into that. In ancient Japan, <laughs> yeah, like sure. That's I mean sh- I mean why not? Let's get into it. And uh, I, all of that stuff sounds really interesting. 
I don't know about you guys. I don't. I don't really put a whole lot of faith in these leaks. I don't really even pay attention to to a lot of the E3 leaks um, unless they are, you know, unless it's Walmart basically confirming all of the titles two months early, or uh, it's just stuff about Souls. Like that's the only thing I pay attention to because I don't know. I like. I kind of. I kind of side with CJ and Patty on a lot of this E3 stuff where it's really fun to be surprised when you're watching it, even though I know that it's just being surprised at a literal commercial. Like it's still an event, and I'm kind of. I kind of want that event feeling. So. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but it's pretty exciting, this, these leaks. And it's something that I'd be interested in from the looks of it. To, to Brian, honest, you have I'd... not said anything about this. What, what, what's up? What, what, what are you doing? You, you packing I, your magic cards right now? or? I, listen, I'm just waiting for the game to come out, man. Like, yeah. Fair enough. I, 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 you know, like the, these these rumors are pretty cool. Like I like the... Uh, like the thing, a thing you guys didn't talk about was the whole like uh invasion thing where you like take control of one of the monsters in the level. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that is different. Is incredibly cool. Like if that's real, like that's actually something I've I've actually like I think maybe Jeremy, you and I have probably talked about this at some point in the past. Like I always wish that was like a covenant in Dark Souls, where rather than invading yeah. as just a phantom, you could actually take control of one of the enemies, uh, in somebody else's world, and that would be really cool if that was what it was. That is literally what I've always wanted uh, Grave Lording to be. Is to, yeah, to yeah. Have I think you control that might have been the context phantoms. in which we talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like have a limited move set. Like you know, but just let let you the potential for trolling and for you know being just kind of weird and scary. I think would be so good and so great. But yeah, absolutely, I'm here for that. Yeah, and it would be it would be really cool to play as like a big enemy or like one one that is radically different from the way like what what if you could like play as a mimic that would be sweet <laughs> <laughs> that was always All what right, people okay. wanted from uh from uh um the chameleon spell was to be able to turn into a chest so that you yeah. could <laughs> basically turn into a mimic which i always thought would be really funny alright so check it out I, I got it I figured it out Uh-oh. what if when you invaded someone's world you entered one of the chests that's normally not a mimic and became a mimic perfect I love it. So that way, the people are that are always playing through the game, like they don't always know which which chests are mimics and which chests aren't. As long I'm as it's it. as long as it's not like that instant almost kill them with the bite chomping. Like I think the mimic, but you just pop out and go, "Ta-da! It's me!" Sure, sure. Yeah, later. I want I want a I want a Dark Souls one mimic, not a Dark Souls two mimic. I feel like the Dark Souls two mimics were like a little too 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 much. Like they were too yeah. powerful or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but that that instant doing most of their health right from the get go, I think, is a bit unfair. If that's the case, if you're a player character, I mean, and that's what surprise. I do to people when I invade them, anyway, is take out most of their health in one hit. Surprise! It's Brian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can the mimic say that from now on? Surprise, Brian. Yes. Um, <laughs> go some mod that, but yeah, that that would be a cool twist and always keep people on their toes. Would there still be the visual cue? So, like, you know, like the mimics always have the chain. The chain hangs to the right, or whatever it is. Um, I, I, like, I guess, like, to be fair, probably yes, but I wouldn't want there to be a visual cue. Yeah, I guess. Like, you would, you would get the, the notification that someone had invaded. So, like, that would that should be enough for you to start checking every chest. So, yeah, I don't know. Fair enough. Good idea. Go make it happen, Brian. Go make some games. <laughs> Get on it, indie devs. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, exciting stuff. Y'all, Autumn just sent me the most cursed image I've ever seen in my goddamn life, oh, and no. I can't get it out of my head now that I've seen it, and I'm I'm so upset about it. So I'm just going to post this in the chat so you guys can <sighs> can suffer with me, oh, no. and and we're just gonna we're just gonna all be bad together because oh no, <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> Look, if I had to see it in the middle of this podcast, I'm going to share it with the two of you. Who thinks like this? Okay, um, this podcast is over. We're done. Forever. That's it. We're done. Yeah. Because now I have to like go drink a lot. Yeah, we need to. And I'm trying to text my wife a lot so it'll scroll up so I don't have to see it on my monitor anymore. <laughs> What are you doing there? Just, just delete that text from her. <laughs> yeah, you can do that too. A uh, new Assassin's Creed, a Creed, a Creed has been announced. Uh, this, not yeah, officially this, announced, though, right? No, it is officially announced. They, oh, they, they officially leaked, announced it was it? leaked, and then they, they just were like, oh, here's a trailer for it since it's already leaked. Um, uh, and I, I, again, I am a bad gamer. I did not go and watch this. I'm still not finished with Origins because other stuff came out, and I, I need to get back to Origins, which I liked a lot. So Yeah, I've waited on origin side other games to play at the time and i knew it'd be a big game so i haven't bothered with it yet <laughs> it's yeah i don't know I, I don't know i don't know what i was thinking is is it too soon mm, i mean um i don't think so like it's been every year yeah yeah i mean they they took a big break to get to origins and origins i think was uh pretty wildly believed to be uh better than the previous efforts had been so uh, I think if they're gonna if re, if they're gonna iterate on the Assassin's Creed franchise like they do, like it's it's probably a fine time to do it. Like they for as for as much shit as the Assassin's Creed games get, and and I'm right there with you. Like sometimes you know games coming out year after year will really kind of bum you out. But you know that they build beautiful worlds and they they have a shit ton of content in there for you to for you to go through and like explore and have all of this extra stuff that you can do. So. And people seem to love that. People eat that stuff up every year, regardless sure. of, you know, if you see on Twitter that it's, oh, I'm so tired of Assassin's Creed games or, or whatever. So, no, I don't I don't think it's too soon at all. Yeah. It, it looks interesting. And for those who haven't seen, it's only like a 10-second video from what I remember. It's not very long. Mm -hmm. It's a, just a teaser trailer. Uh, it's uh, ancient Rome, Greece kind of setting. It's got like the the really like iconic spartan kick dude off ledge at the start of the video <laughs> so uh so god of creed creed of war what are we calling this <laughs> official title what are we what are we saying um yeah creed of war sounds good um i'm into it but yeah although god of war has left behind the the greek roman mythology has moved on to norse so i don't know they're a bit behind <laughs> We're gonna get that'd be cool a Norse Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Are they gonna do that next? I feel like I feel like that that we just had that. Like I feel like you know there's a lot of similar DNA in God of War and Assassin's Creed. Like these the the most recent two versions of that. Because I've I've been playing a lot of God of War lately, and uh, it it feels very Assassin's Creed Origins to me. Like there's some obviously the movement stuff is not there, and like there's some pretty significant differences, but. They zoomed in the combat in a way. Both games zoomed in on the combat in a, in a really satisfying way, and things like that. So, I feel like I feel like we already have Assassin's Creed Norse. We just don't have a, a crazy convoluted backstory like we do <laughs> in most Assassin's Creed games. Does anybody, by the way, do, do either one of you? Can you tell me like an overall plot of what's happening? Because I used to be really up on my Assassin's Creed Lord until about like five games in or something, and I just don't. I just never cared after that. It, um. 
It's so like they wrote themselves into a hole at Black Flag, but I managed to get out of it somehow. Go, Brian. Oh, I was just going to say it sounded like Jeremy said Assassin's Creed Lord. Um, I did, yeah. I definitely misspoke and said okay, Lord. Okay, and so, and so, so that's, that's what I'm going to call Jeremy from now on. The Assassin's Creed Lord? Okay, okay yeah. I'm done. Good with the that. Lord Creed. Creed Lord is one word, obviously. Can we abbreviate it to Creed Lord? <laughs> yes. Cool. <laughs> because not only is he the Assassin's Creed Lord, but he's also the biggest yes. fan that I've ever met of the Christian rock band Creed. With one open. <laughs> <laughs> I would laugh, but I don't know what they sound like. So. <laughs> uh, kind, of, uh, kind of, you know, what Jeremy just did. Okay. Yeah, a lot like. like that, yeah. Um, it was, like, they were, aren't, weren't they, like, a Christian band? Like, weren't they, like, a mainstream band? Like, they I, had some mainstream hits, and then, like, everyone found out they were a Christian band, like, two years later. <laughs> and they were like, yes. wait a minute. How did you fool us and listen to, to, to Jesus Rock? What are you doing playing this on my top 40 station? Um, no, number at? one scott stapp stan uh jeremy greer yeah mm-hmm. that's me <laughs> i like how brian is supposed to be hosting this podcast but charles is the only one keeping us on topic <laughs> i have no <laughs> idea what's going on anymore <laughs> um well you put, a, you put a link in for this the this um space world demo for pokemon gold yeah let's talk about that um that's so right. the the uh the pokemon uh pokemon gold and silver obviously were announced uh at space world 1997 which was an old like sort of e3 style show uh that i think nintendo was the only it might have actually been run by nintendo um but they there was a there was a demo like that was on the show floor that people could play of these of pokemon gold and silver and these were like a couple years away from release at the time um and so that those demos got leaked onto the internet, like came out somehow recently. Uh, and there's a lot of really interesting and cool stuff, like a lot of uh, a lot of early Pokemon, especially like like early designs for Pokemon and uh, different designs for Pokemon. If you click, um, if you guys clicked on the link, if you click on the better quality sprites link, you can look at some of these some of these Pokemon designs. And um, there's like there was like a lot because Pokemon Gold and Silver added the uh, the baby Pokemon, so Pokemon like Pichu and Cleffa and uh, Igglybuff and Pokemon like that, like they they were pre-evolved versions of other Pokemon. Uh, so obviously Pichu is before Pikachu and Igglybuff before Jigglypuff, so on and so forth. Um, so this this uh, this sprite sheet has a lot of Pokemon that were uh, a, a lot more baby versions that never actually made it into the final game and. There are a lot of Pokemon in the demo that have uh, different typings than they ended up having in the full game. Like, for example, uh, Scizor, who is uh, traditionally a very popular and powerful Pokemon, uh, the evolved form of uh, Scyther, uh, in competitive battling, he was he is Bug Steel in the final game, which is a very powerful type combination, uh, and was Bug Flying, I believe, in the in the Space World demo. And that would have dramatically changed, like, that whole scene. Like, if one of the most powerful Pokemon was a different type than it is now. So this is a demo for a game that's 20 years old that's just being released. Yes. Because, well, because it was never meant to come out. No, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Like, this was, this was just, like, a show floor demo. But I guess it's, like, a pretty dramatic portion of the game. I don't know how much of it is, but, like... 
I mean, you can see how many how many Pokemon are in it. Like, it's clear clearly like this is just like the build of the game that they that they had at the time. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Right. And how many of your three DSs are running it currently? <laughs> uh, zero. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, um, I did. I did download uh, the demo or the demos, and I want to pull up a I'm Game assuming... Boy emulator and mess around with them a little bit. I was about to ask if you could just play it in an emulator. It sounds like you can. Yes. Uh, we saw some of this stuff too. Uh, that that Lance guy, I think he's Man Fight Dragon on Twitter, um, who does a bunch of Dark Souls cut content stuff. Got, somehow got access to uh, like some E3 demos of Dark Souls Three. Okay. And uh, was loading up um, different maps uh, from that game and like the stuff that you could see, like the way that that game had changed is so dramatic. Yo, <laughs> like, that used to be a much guy, different game. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that guy, why don't we talk? Why didn't we talk about that fucking? Uh, that the Upper Cathedral Ward is in Dark Souls Remastered. Uh, yeah, what the hell, man? Oh, that's <laughs> what <the> crazy. Hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you there's a bunch of unused assets in the uh, in, in the Dark Souls Remastered stuff, like some stuff that not even the original Dark Souls has, including like this very early prototype for what is very obviously the Upper Cathedral Ward. What? It's yeah. yeah I'm, I mean, I'm it's, pulling it's up a bonkers. link for you, Vader. That's weird because it's not like the the controls seem very much the same as the original Dark Souls. It's not like they've put in a new movement system. Because they could have easily done that, put it in Dark Souls um, 3 kind of engine. But they haven't even done that. No, not at all. But the, no, the changes is, they is... made... We're going we're gonna to get into this in the main topic. I have I have thoughts on the stuff that they've changed. But like a lot mm-hmm. of the old cut content is still in there. Like the King Jar-El or, or whoever which was this guy that you were going to go on a quest with to get like... Uh, and you were going to fight him in the Painted World, I think. Uh, like all of that dude's armor is still there. You can still get the four king sword and like use it as long as you have, you know, as long as you can mod it in, as long as you can mm-hmm. um, have access to the to the code or whatever. Uh, so like they left all of this stuff in, which is really weird. Yeah, there's like a left behind copy of um, Boltaria from Demon Souls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? What a weird thing. Yeah, I don't understand how games are made. Like, I'm not that technically minded, and it just <laughs> seems weird that that needs to be there. Or like, why don't they just delete it? Like, <laughs> yeah, interesting. I always find this stuff fascinating. It makes it makes me think of what whatever I can't remember what PS One game it was, but there was some PS One game where uh, they had to fill up space on the disc for some reason or another. So they just like Tiger Woods, uh, either ninety. 90- <laughs> or 97 yeah yep, where, where they just put the episode of south park in there on the disc. <laughs> like they put like five episodes of south park was in it there five and you episodes? Could just, yeah yeah and you could just literally like they were avis like you could just so you put, could the just disc put the disc into a computer. In computer and watch them yep and just drag and drop them to a to, to your you know your, your desktop or whatever but they, that's they were just sitting there like they just had to fill up the disc for whatever reason it's fucking crazy <laughs> that's awesome uh, the, the cut content stuff is I, I find it I find it so fascinating, like uh, like all of the stuff that they've been pulling out of um, for Dark Souls three specifically, because you know you're they invented that that ending area of Dark Souls three pretty late in the development process, um, and people have used that kind of like you were supposed to go through a progression, and uh, you know Aldia uh, or Aldric was called um, something totally different. He wasn't called Aldric. Uh, you were supposed to like end up in that game in the the firelink like the dark firelink or whatever that was supposed to be the ending area but they invented this whole like soul of cinder bullshit at the end and people are suggesting that oh yes yeah, because you know they said that this was going to be the last dark souls 
But then halfway through development, Namco was like, you can't do that. <laughs> we, we, we had to leave it a little open in case we want to do Dark Souls 4. So they had to change all this <laughs> stuff around. And who knows if that's true. Like, that's that's people drawing conclusions based on content that's not actually in the full game. So it's just funny to me that how much you can read into this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I, re- I remember getting way into the cut content with, um, what's the, the witch that you can summon? Uh, Beatrice. Beatrice. Beatrice, yeah, yeah. Beatrice, how there's actually a model for her as a child, or mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. there's rumors and the speculation that she was was like Valka's daughter or something, or yeah, that stuff's cool. All right, <laughs> all that stuff is really cool. Like the when uh, that, that dude Lance was the first guy to find the actual model for the original Osiris fight. So you can actually see him carrying around a baby and him slamming the baby into the ground and the whole thing. Yeah, it's like real messed screaming. up. It's, it's, it's a real fucked up piece of content, to be honest with you. I'm glad it's not in the game, but it's like yeah, one of those things too. that's like, man, that's, they just left that in there. That's, that's wild. And man, yep. my game could be up. a whole lot smaller if they did my download, if they <laughs> got all this crap out. <laughs> <laughs> my hard drive could fit like an extra two games. Uh, anyway yeah that's really interesting all the cut content and added stuff in from other yeah. games which is so bizarre because it's not even from yeah, soft it... who did this remaster is it it's other studio yeah it's two different studios that did it because the one studio did it for the xbox and the ps4 and then a different one did it for the uh for the switch switch or still doing it for the switch or yes or still yeah. doing it hopefully still working on it hopefully <laughs> <laughs> See, you think, that. can you imagine what the uh the outcry on that is going to be if it doesn't come to the switch by the way if they have to like cancel it for some reason like i Boy. think people are going to be uh i think the internet is going to be very mad at that that happens i don't think it will i'm just you know just kind of speculating well, in my mind well i do with all the amiibos because they're all made because they were supposed to be out last week Guaranteed. i don't know man i was supposed to i, I still have my reserved at you know fucking GameStop of all places yeah i i, I pre-ordered that bad boy so well, um, I, I wanted to, but our equivalent of GameStop, the same company, but different branding, aren't getting it. The only way we can get it in Australia and New Zealand is by on the, I think it was supposed to be on the 25th of, of May, which has been pushed back to the new release date. We have to go mm-hmm. onto eBay Australia and buy it through there, the Nintendo store through there. It's dumb. I can't pre For what I'm like sure is going person. to be a perfectly reasonable markup. Yeah. So I'm, I'm because because we talked about this guy. I'm scrolling through uh, Lance McDonald's uh, Twitter account, and mm-hmm. I just watched a video uh, that he posted of Dark of the Dark Souls Three Alpha's uh, Green Phantom Solaire invasion, uh, which is remarkable for there being a Green Solaire uh, like Green Phantom, uh, but also because the main character that he's playing as appears to be a fully nude man. Um, <laughs> so good, I'm so great. Very uncomfortable with what I'm what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> yeah i i I follow him on youtube so i've seen a few of his videos recently um but yeah not not some of these new information that have come out in the last couple of days yeah him and um uh i think is how you say his name i should probably know that since i interviewed him for like an hour (laughs) yeah Um, santa Diskay, i think is actually the the, the way that that he told me to say it um he's been doing some really great stuff too uh with a bunch of different games so yeah cut content stuff is cool yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty pretty interesting. Um, if you guys are out of news, like, are we only going to be talking about Dark Souls remastered? 
Uh, I mean, if you guys have other games you want to talk about, we can talk about those first. Um, I just, I mean, God of War is like one of the best video games I've ever played. <laughs> I'm having so much fun with it. Like, I know you, sure. I know you have talked about it on the podcast quite a bit, but uh, it's like the way that you progress through there, the way that you kind of, the way that the combat system works, I think is really clever. Like, I really like all of the runes that you find, and they all seem pretty distinct from one another. Um, and it seems like it gives you a lot of room to to kind of customize your character in a way that I would not have normally expected in a, in a God of War game. I think that stuff is really interesting. Did you guys get deep on that? Did you guys go kind of hard on all of that stuff? I, I got through Alfheim, and then I kind of put it down. I haven't gotten back to it. Rude. Gotcha. I, I'm really liking it. Um, it's it's a very good game. Like I got, I picked up Dark Souls Remaster last week, and my thoughts was like, I just can't. It's Friday night. I kind of want to just play Dark um, God of War, <laughs> but so that that's how much I'm liking it, and it's really weird saying. But now I've got into Dark Souls, I kind of really want to play it. But it had that enough enough effect on me that it was making me question wanting to play Dark Souls. Yeah, I didn't have that the Friday that it came out, but uh, definitely the definitely today like when i got home from work i had a couple hours to kill before uh this podcast started so uh i was like i could you know i kind of continue working on my invader character like i gotta get that build going or i could just like just got a new power in god of war i could go find all this side stuff that i haven't been able to access uh and i just ended up playing god of war because i didn't feel like going through like the motions of of dark souls at that point um the, i got kind of to the midpoint of that game and got something really cool that i don't want to spoil because i hadn't been spoiled on it but I was totally blown away that I had not seen it on Twitter or anything else. Like there's a, there, there's basically like an, one of your environmental like keys or whatever from a Metroidvania game. Like the, one of the things that lets you do other stuff kind of blew me away. And the way that they did it was so good and so like emotionally impacting at the same time. Just not expecting any of that from a, a you know, the last God of War game I played, they gave you an achievement called Bros Before Hose when you kill two women. <laughs> Right, like that's there's been such a, such a tonal difference that from the the previous games, and I'm just shocked and amazed. Like I've always kind of dug this this thing, this over the top kind of weird, violent combat with this rage monster of a character, but they have they have managed to use him in a way that I am totally shocked and surprised at it working so well. Yeah, same. It's it's a, it's really impressive, and and yeah, there's a lot of there's I guess some eye rolling happening because it's all just dead focus now because all game devs are now dads and so they're changing how they make games so every game has a son now or a, or a daughter <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's impressive the change and i've never yeah. i and how but it still holds to itself a little bit like there's still enough of what god of war was but it's just it's just so much more mature i guess in a way it approaches things yeah, it feels. It definitely feels like it has more of a deft hand with the writing, uh, especially again the later games of God of War. I don't know how far you went with that series, but uh, I, I played, you know, whatever the fourth one was, and like, but by God of War three and a couple of the PSP games, like I played all of those. Actually, I'm take that back. I don't think I played Ascension. Ascension was the one I never got to, um, but I played all of them on the PS3 when they released the remaster, and then I played the two PSP games when they remastered those. And by the end of that series, you cannot i could not stand kratos he was just a giant douchebag that just screamed and yelled all the time and like hadn't didn't make any kind of like actual sense whatsoever um and then bringing that down like grounding this character into the this this norse world and this and this completely different environment and you know saddling him with taking care of this kid i think is is really interesting and they get some good humor out of it too oh it's so like good. there's been <laughs> 
I mean, there's been some moments where, um, like when the kid started talking back to me, I thought that was great. Like he was like, whatever, I'll do this, you know, like a little teenager or whatever. I thought that was great. And then there's been some, a couple of times where, you know, well, why are we even doing this? Or we're doing this to get, get material for our quest. Well, don't you want to help people? No, I do not. Like just the real serious read kind of gruff voice, I think is, is really funny. Yeah. I, I think I mentioned it last time, but how I just love the, the banter between them and the, just the wide eyed, um, the world's is always the kind of kid, and then just Kratos, who's been there, done that, is not interested. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he's just not, he's not interested at all. Like, there's this giant magical world, and he's just got his head down and eyes forward. Like, that's yeah. all he's looking at. And nothing impresses him, nothing's a surprise. <laughs> like, he's seen everything, and it's just, he's just, just so frustrated how much his, this, this kid gets him into like annoying things he doesn't want to do. <laughs> But he goes along with it because it's his, it's his son. Like there's still this, despite his angry, gruff exterior, there is still like a, a love for this kid. Um, uh, yeah, I, uh, I talked about this a little bit on, on Monster of the Week, but the the game conveys a sense of bigness uh, in a way that I, I very much appreciate. Uh, like the first time you meet the World Serpent, oh, or, yeah. uh, and I, I felt bad because I accidentally spoiled this for somebody on the from listening to Monster of the Week. But uh, the first moment where you get to the witch's house. And you walk into the witch's house and there's that, like it, you walk past that huge, enormous thing that just like, it, as you walk towards it, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger instead of getting smaller. But from, by the time like you're next to it, you're like, a, it's just a giant next to you. And then, uh, there was another, there's another level in the game that comes later where, uh, the level is basically just an enormous giant. And that is so like, it's oh, yeah, so cool. fucking cool. Like. I just, I had to, like, I paused it because I knew Autumn would be home. I was like, you have to see this when you get home. <laughs> like, I want to show you this on the screen because it looks so big. Yeah, I was, I was so showing it's, it's Odin so parts of that. Yeah, I was playing. I was like, oh, look at that. That's his nostril. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you just can try, you get around to another point and you look up. You're like, oh, wait, I'm under his hand. Like, whoa, this is cool. Like, it's a room's created from, like, this guy, this giant's hand. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. And those moments of realizations of like, oh yeah, that's a ring on that guy. Oh, that's a finger. What the hell? Like that's it's mm. some really interesting stuff. I uh, that game's really fun. I, I I want to play it. Like I keep wanting to go back to it. I you and I were talking a little bit about the well, you were complaining about the Valkyries last week on the podcast. Um, and I just got to that that point in the game where I'm starting to fight those people uh, or those those Valkyries. The first one, like it took me a while to figure out the move set, but once move like her pattern, but once I did it, like I just I barely needed health throughout it. It was one of those which felt really satisfying. Yeah, um, there are a couple like that, and I think I'm not sure if it was the same first one that I had, but there are a couple that twists on their abilities are really it can be quite cheap. There's and th- what's good is there's an audio cue for one of their attacks. They they yell out Valhalla and then jump into the sky. And it's like a if you don't move from your spot at the right time, that's an instant like grab attack kind of thing. Yeah, a couple of times I've had it where the audio cue doesn't play, <laughs> and if you're not looking oh, at really it directly, and yeah, it's so there are a few irritating things about them like that. Um, the other irritating enemy I find is the the dark elves, like the captain ones that leave those stupid explosive mines around oh man the instant dodge yeah, back and then leaving an explosive yeah. thing behind is very irritating the uh the second valkyrie fight that i came across is uh it's the one near like the the witch's house access point or whatever um i was kind of going through and just cleaning up chest and stuff that i knew i had left behind now that i got my new like key ability or whatever uh 
and I like I, it spawns in four of four or five of like like you know mob characters that are all took like ten or fifteen hits to kill. And, uh, like I just, I was getting mobbed from, I was literally got stun locked in God of War and I was like, come on y'all. Like, what about what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? I'm like, this is way too hard. Yeah. So there are, there are some really, and it's sometimes you just need to respick, um, and level up. But yeah, I've been mostly yeah, going and, and for strength. I just always, I'll, there's always three options. It seems for every kind of type. Like, I don't know if you've mm-hmm. got the, the brimstone range of armor. If you've unlocked that in the, from the lava so. world. Yeah. Cause I, I got, world. I got past. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got, I got past the lava. I got past the lava world, but I went into lava world and did like one of the thing. Yeah. It's not um, Mario people, but yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's called my, yeah, it is. It's <laughs> like Mario. It's got an ice world too. Holy moly. It's got an ice world. It's got a, it's got a water world. You're on a boat. That all seems like Mario stuff. Uh, um, Luigi is there. That's something, that's something that you probably didn't know about beforehand. I just spoiled that for you. Luigi definitely shows up. Yeah. And his overalls and everything. Uh, but yeah, like... Oh, sure. Yeah. There's there's always the three types of armor. Like, if you get the fire, what the, the, the brimstone type armor, there's one that's focused on magic, one focused on fighting, one focused on defense. And I always just go strength. I'm like, I want to kill things. But... Um, I don't know which what armor are you sitting settling with. Um, I th- like I found something like I, I got it fairly early, and I just I couldn't really be bothered with going through and like figuring out the stat bonuses for any of that stuff. So I just uh, so I just like picked it because it was a cool like metal looking armor, like it just like was a like some some cool plate. Yeah, and uh, I just been upgrading that. I think it might be tiers or something, tyr something. Yeah, yeah. But his armor's very good. It's like a really good early one that you can get that can hold you right up to quite late. But um, yeah, yeah, you want to yeah. get into the purples and the oranges pretty quick. And that's and that's what I like. I've, every time I go to the to the blacksmith, I just don't have any of the stuff that I need. I don't have enough of the stuff I need to create stuff, all that stuff. So I've just been. I, that's that's one. That's actually one of my negatives about the game is I feel like it's kind of overloading you with options in a lot of ways. Like I, it feels like it almost wanted me to. Um, build or craft or buy like every single piece of armor so that I could have a different build variety. But it just, what that ended up, I was so paralyzed by decision at that point that I just found one thing that looked cool and just kept upgrading it and kind of didn't look at it after that. Um, versus something like the runes that you equip for your stronger, you know, your, your, your stronger, uh, light kind of attack magic things. Those are, those are really interesting. Like those are all really different. I make you make the combat feel different. I've got this thing now. I, <laughs> I kind of scared myself cause I hadn't played for like a week and a half. Um, but right before I finished, I got this thing that when you're, uh, when you, if you're in combat and you pull your, uh, your ax back to you, you hit triangle to get the ax back to you. Kratos will jump up and grab it out of the air and slam it into the ground and hurt like some enemies around him. And it looks awesome, but I just completely forgot I had it equipped until I used it. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> what did I just do? This is wild. Yeah. Some of the combat. And when you start unlocking more combat things as you've upgraded your X, it get pretty cool. Like, you can yeah, change yeah. your stance in between combos by just pausing for a beat. And then just the, the moves he pulls out are pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all really neat. Yeah. It does a real good job. Like, I'm not a huge fan of too much, like, just hack and slash action. It does a really good job mm-hmm. of being quite grounded and gritty. Souls-like. Uh, but then also unleashing the ridiculous. <laughs> like, it, I think mm-hmm. it, it treads a fine line, and it does it quite well. Um, one of my favorite combos is, 
like using I've got my uh when you hold L1 and R1 the light the light rune attack it throws my axe so there's like a power throw slows down mm-hmm. time for a beat and then it just like you power throw the axe and does quite a bit of damage I throw that then I sprint at the enemy and do my running jump attack like punch in the face and then I've got an ability where I, uh, you hold down L2 and if you push R1 or R2 you instantly grab your axe again like it sums it back automatically and there's yeah. a slam attack like I combine that together it's just so much fun like, <laughs> yeah that sounds yeah that sounds like it just like looks baller as hell while you're doing it too so. yeah um yeah it's a very that's all game. i that's all i really want i just wanted to kind of get some god of war stuff out because i haven't really had a chance to uh voice it to play it in depth or to talk about it in depth so yeah, yeah it's very good i kind of want to get like got the god of war x now <laughs> yeah it looks it looks pretty baller yeah uh, what if you get thor's axe instead that axe is crap <laughs> <laughs> We don't even get me started with you guys' wrong opinions about about MCU. Jeremy, uh, my opinion is correct. The axe is dope. I think the axe is is very cool. I think the axe was cool. I think it kind of. Uh, I, I think it. It's it's it makes me kind of sad that they spent uh, a two and a half hour movie in Thor Ragnarok basically teaching us the lesson that you know oh the power was inside you all along. You know? That's what <laughs> I see, Jeremy. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I'm agreeing with you. Like I, I, they 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 you know you know they, it was a classic Dumbo situation, and then in the very next movie they're like oh no actually he needs a powerful weapon to be able to take care of this dude. So I'm, all I'm hearing is you agree completely with what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you had wrong opinions about um, other stuff that I don't. I, we don't have to get into it. There's something about Bucky, I think. We already but, yeah. discussed this over text message, Jeremy. We don't need to talk about it again. Sure, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about Dark Souls Remastered. How, how Number one, um, how many times have you finished the game since it was released, which was a week ago? Uh, actually, zero so far, um, because I've just gotten caught up doing PvP again, because that's who I am. Cool. Where are you, where are you camping down? Um, I was, I was in Anorlando for a long time, hanging out there, doing some invasions. Uh, I've recently moved on and I've been invading in the Tomb of the Giants and that has been uh, an enormous blast. That's such an Uh, enormously dick thing to do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, as as I told you, as I told you yesterday, Jeremy, you you were proud of me that I'd been doing some Dark Moon invasions in the Tomb of the Giants. Uh, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of sinners in the Tomb of the Giants and all of them are facing, facing my wrath. I have to assume that uh, you probably earn a little bit of sin if you kill patches, and I'm, I'm assuming I've seen way too many people that are either have played hundreds of hours of Dark Souls and knows exactly what to do, or they're just looking up the guide of like how to play Dark Souls and and following like instructions because there's just mm-hmm. been way too many people with you know the Drake Sword or, or whatever. So I'm assuming that people are killing patches pretty early and then getting the getting the the, the what you call it getting the uh, the sin accrued so you can evade. Yeah, that that might be like people like killed patches in the catacombs or they kill him there. Uh, you can definitely like I think you even had a tweet to this effect. Like you can tell like if someone has played this game before or not uh, as soon as you invade them. As a general rule, like you either see the guys that are just stacking heavy armor and uh, has still are using like crappy weapons, or you see the guys that are naked wearing a funny hat. Um, yep. And you know which one of those two people you should be scared of, and it's not the ones with all the armor on. I saw um, somebody made a tweet to that extent too. It was like because uh, they had never played Dark Souls one before, but they had played a lot of Bloodborne, and they were like, "Oh, it's weird because." In Dark Souls, apparently you want to summon the naked and crazy looking guys, but you didn't actually right. want to do that in Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
uh are we all are you are, are we both all playing on ps4 or yep. did you get it on pc uh, i'm playing on ps4 and pc you're playing on both yep i find it's uh so far i've had zero problems outside of like dark souls networking.txt problems on the ps4 like it's been kind <laughs> yeah. of a fucking joy to play to be honest with you and even the dark souls networking.txt stuff is so much better now like now like as soon as i hit my orb like i'm invading somebody else and like 90 90 to 95 percent of the time it actually fires it actually goes through mm-hmm. um do. i do i do have run into more than my fair share probably because I'm the asshole that's invading in the Tomb of the Giants. I've run into a lot of people that I invade their world and immediately get disconnected from Master of World message. Uh, yep. So I've t- I've taken to uh, going to those people's Steam profile and just leaving the message coward on their profile. Excellent. Good, good, good. <laughs> Very good. Um, I, um, I, I discovered that because uh, I wanted to uh, send a message. I had this really great experience during the Ornstein and Smo fight where um, I got there super early. Hadn't, hadn't even killed like the gaping dragon or capra yet, but I was trying to get my my, my red orb so I could invade. Mm-hmm. I had a plus five weapon, which was doing like basically zero damage. Yep. Uh, I brought in I brought in a friend. He had a lightning spear, so we took out Smoke really really quickly. <laughs> but then it was Ornstein time, <laughs> yep. and uh, I I had a pyro glove, so like I had exhausted all of my pyro glove. They were doing basically no damage with this lightning spear. They switched to a, what had to be an, another unupgraded weapon. Um, but my summon, uh, I was, he kept getting hit. Like he kept getting hurt a lot. Uh, but, and eventually he ran out of Estus and they just started chewing through humanity. I watched them use like six or seven, like hard humanity to heal themselves. And, uh, it just stayed in the fight with me for what, what felt like an hour and a half, which I'm sure was probably like maybe six minutes or so. <laughs> uh, but I went to go like, thank them. Cause I don't, I don't have PS4 names turned on. I had, uh, the, like the character names turned on. Yeah. Uh, and I went to thank them and f- discovered that my PS4, like, recently played with, hasn't been updated since February. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess I just, because uh, I was going to send a nice message. But, yeah, that just doesn't happen. So I'm really sad because I think the PS4 is going to, like, you know, because I, I got a message from somebody that was like, take down a smoke first. And I'm like, I'm the dude that just invaded you, like, a couple of minutes ago and <laughs> killed you. Like, you're, you're obviously talking to somebody different. So I think this is going to kind of kill the, the hate mail scene altogether. Uh, yeah, Jeremy. Actually, can I uh, can I in- can I interest you in some some fresh Dark Souls hate mail uh, that I received on my Steam profile? Oh, yes, please. <clears throat> what a gang of pussies you got there! No wonder you couldn't one v one. It's always the Americans who suck the most. Um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that I received this when I was fighting Ornstein and Smo. Like someone just happened to invade me when I was on my way to Ornstein and Smo. Yeah, and so we just like you know like there were three of us, so we ruined him. Um, because most people are terrible at PvP against more than one person. Uh, That's true. And then I mm-hmm. I closed down the game and got that great message. Extremely good. Very when good. Dark Souls three came out, I uh, had played a bunch and I was invading or whatever, and then I put the game down, went to the grocery store, and then like as I was in the grocery store, my phone buzzed and I looked down and it was like, "You suck, cheater!" <laughs> like, Dude, I'm at the grocery store. You've got the wrong person, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> very good <laughs> it's one of the interesting things i've noticed is the network if you drop off the internet it kicks out the game and that's one of my concerns that they would keep that in in the dark souls and they have because that stopped in dark souls too and i guess i yeah. think that's one of my concerns for the switch version 
because you're on Wi-Fi wandering around your house on your toilet. Yeah. <laughs> who, who knows where? I've um, always been uh, concerned about that with the Switch version of how they were going to do that because Dark Souls 1 is never – like if you put your PS4 in like suspend mode or whatever and it comes like and you it. open it back up, it's like, yeah, yeah, it'll kick you right back to the menu and give you like a shitty message like previously the the, the – the game was not exited in a proper fashion. Like Windows right. yelling at me about a USB drive or some bullshit. Like you did it. I didn't do it. You did it. You kicked me back. Uh, I've always been. I feel like that has to be the reason for the delay on the Switch version. That's too, what I, right. Like the, yeah. Yeah. Then for being a game, a console that's based on suspending it because you can just push the button and it suspends it. They need. Yeah. They need to get that sorted. Um, and even the Wi-Fi. I think they're probably going to sort it by uh, like requiring. I have to. I don't. I don't have a switch, um, but like I can see them doing something like, "Oh yeah, we can only play in online mode when it's in the dock," um, because that way you can't just like just shut it off or whatever. I don't know if it actually works that way or not, but like that's if it's in handheld mode, then you have to play offline. Is something I could see them doing just to try to get away from a, a problem that's hard to fix. Yeah, that could be a solution. Not not the best one, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys are way. I have been running into. I saw. Um, Go ahead. Was it a baller swag sword on Twitter? Chris is already like platinum the game by like Tuesday this week. <laughs> yeah, that dude that, <laughs> that dude. that dude. That dude. That dude poop socked this game in a real way. Like he went directly for that. I'm a. I'm. I'm kind of halfway planning a a, a let's play uh, for YouTube where I'm going to go through and like collect everything. Like I'll stream it and then archive it to YouTube and just like talk about the game and like collect all the spells and do all the quests. I think that'd be fun. Uh, but he obviously like just mainlined that stuff really, really fast, which I find pretty impressive. And I'm pretty sure they included like four hours of grinding for the the uh, Boulder Side Sword. Yeah, yeah, he's he spent a good long time doing that too. <laughs> so you guys have rushed her in a, a PvPing. I'm I'm coping with Odin, so I've we've just got down to um, the Great Swamp. We got the got through Blight Town. Um, when, so I'm curious because uh, I know Odin has taken to the game pretty. Just going by your tweets, like he's he seems he seems to be enjoying the game a whole lot. Uh, are you allowing him to to make mistakes? Like, are you giving him hints of any kind? How are you how are you prepping him for the danger? Like, did you tell him about the mimic and sins? Is that's probably the best way to. We haven't got there. Are uh, you going to tell him about the mimic and sins? Well, that's why yeah, I so asked him because we're rec- we're recording it. Uh, we started from. Who do we start? I can't remember what the, oh, Capra Demon was the first video we did because we did the gargoyles on um, and the, the network test, and so we mm-hmm. didn't. We did actually record it with the full release, but the audio didn't record, so we <laughs> didn't bother editing the video. So yeah, we started with Capra because I've got, we already did gargoyles and we wanted to get obviously the soapstone to play together. Um, he did the Taurus Demon by himself. I did tell him to use the lightning. Um, the, what is it? Gold pine resin, mm-hmm. which makes that fight a heck of a lot easier. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he he did the first boss himself first try, uh, which is better than most Dark Souls players <laughs> I've seen. Uh, you were, you were killing me. Like, are you are you going to tell him about the mimic and sense? Oh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, a really easy <laughs> question. Get in there. Get in there. So I'm saying we're recording it, and I asked him. I said, "Do you want me to warn you of surprises and, and things?" And he said, "Yes." And I said, "Well, I kind of want you to experience things." So I, I give him some heads up, but I also want to let him suffer a little bit. So sure. I think I'll okay. let him let him hit the mimic because it'll be hilarious. 
Yeah, so I mean, getting get eaten by mimic is, is that's, that's 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 good Tark Souls like you it's know, right a that's a good skin to develop. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right of passage is what I was looking for. Um, so it's a mix. I'm trying to teach him and guide him and give him tips. And I and like before the bosses, I say, look, this boss does this. You got to try and be careful here. Like like with the gaping dragon, I'm like, don't stand in front of him. Like, I know that's the best way to do damage if you're good at the game. Let him slam down him in the little nose. But if you're not good at the game and you've never seen the Gaping Dragon before, he's just going to eat you. Uh, so, uh, I just, yeah, so I kind of warn him and things like that. Um, but yeah, he's, he's actually doing really well. Uh, he, um, he's not, he's not like flaking too badly. Like we, we managed to take down bosses our first go. The Capradine was pretty funny though. He walked in and I'm like, okay, I tried warning him. I'm like, okay, there's going to be dogs rushing you, you know, be prepared, get your shield up. And he walks in, and then, like, you know, you got a few seconds before the Phantom can then walk through. I walk through, and he's dead. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I told you, dude. I told you to wait. I told you to. I tried, and he, yeah, he wasn't listening. He was too, too gung-ho. Uh, so Nick, we, we beat him the second time. Like, he, he, he was a bit more patient the second time we got there. And I'm using the dagger. Like, I'm not, I'm not specced out hardcore to make it super easy. I'm using the the thief build and so i'm not i'm doing jackal damage <laughs> so i'm actually probably no help at all and, and we're still getting to the bosses um yeah so he's, he's doing well it's, it's really fun because dark he was a little boy when dark's like one one and a half maybe when dark souls came out originally and he used to sit on my 2011 yeah yeah so be one and a half he's eight now and he'd sit on my knee and would he'd watch and he would he would he loved it like so much like watching me slay these monsters that he tried making his mum play Dark Souls when I was at work. So he'd like drag her into the living room and like play Dark Souls and she's like, I don't want to play Dark Souls and he was like, Play Dark Souls And so she actually tried playing Dark Souls, which is quite funny because she's not that into games. <laughs> um But one of his first well, I've said it before on this podcast, I'm sure, one of his first sentences, like quite early on was backstab he learned about backstabs <laughs> very early <laughs> um and he would pretend backstabbing his friends um so <laughs> very good <laughs> so pr- proud dad to be able to share now the game with him like it's kind of really cool i'm feeling like kratos in real life Wait, no, don't do that boy, boy. <laughs> but then proud when he like slays boy. the demon <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's it's really cool um so i'm having a very different experience of dark souls to you two we haven't got into any other pvping um in fact yeah i mean like that that was my that was my whole goal was to recreate the karmic justice build and uh that that went pretty easily until um right at the end i i ran out of orbs i spent all my four kings money on orbs and i didn't have anywhere near as the amount of successful evasions i needed to get the 30 humanity to get the uh the full orb so i was like oh well this will be easy i'll just you know i'll just co-op this and i'll earn souls and i'll get humanity and we'll do that the way um and that's when i discovered that they have changed the way the summoning system works in a weird and dark souls. way how does how yeah, so? the the uh it's a there's a weapon memory system now so as you increase your uh your the level of your weapons as you upgrade your weapons you go into different tiers of weapon memory and you can only match with other certain tiers uh, and you know some of this stuff it's it's kind of 
I'm, I'm really unhappy that they did this on summoning number one because I feel like nobody gives a shit if somebody comes in and like you know slams the gaping dragon in two hits when you summon a guy. Like I can um, see how that'd be a bummer, but at the same time, you, you're summoned to do like you're that's easy mode at that point. Like that's, yeah, that's, so that, that can happen. That's what I was gonna say is that you say that, but I definitely read a Reddit thread where someone was like, you know, it really sucks when someone comes in and they're overpowered for the area that I'm in. Like, I mean. I- but, you're yeah, summoning that, my but, dude like you are already yeah, taking away all of the challenge of the game <laughs> literally having two people in dark souls doesn't make it i mean it it, it, it makes it easy like it makes that game yeah. super easy like the bosses are not built for multiple multiple phantoms to be in there they a lot of times they'll glitch out and just spin around in a circle when you have multiple phantoms in there it's you know i've I've been a part of the you know going into quaylog with four people and she just not being able to do anything, just and just five minutes and it's over. And if you want that game experience, yeah. then you want that game experience. Anyway, yeah. that, that's it, like I, this weapon memory when they yeah, announced yeah. that they're going to have more than the the one summon. Yeah. yeah, and it's the the thing that I'm most frustrated about is you know here I am I'm soul level thirty and yeah I've got upgraded weapons, uh, but you were permanently put in these weapon tiers. And you can't go back. Like, I can't unload all of my plus 10 weapons to get to plus 5 weapons and then all of a sudden be able to co-op with random people in the depths anymore. Instead, I am just permanently uh, leveled out of the depths. But because I'm still a low-level invader, I can't go to, you know, later game later game, <laughs> and, and later game and get summoned there either. Like, nobody's going to summon a soul level like 24 person with, with Seath. And uh, it just... I feel like if they... I feel like FarmSoft has always created this or always treated the way that they did invasioning invading and dark souls one is this like hostile act in some way and i and like i know i'm i'm the i'm as patty likes to point out every time i bring it up like i'm i'm the asshole in the book about dark souls like i'm literally in the chapter about assholes like i get that but at the same time like there's you know you're you're as, as you're trying to fix one thing because i think this is actually a really good thing to do for invading i think this is actually really good and fixes the problem of a soul level one person with a plus five ascended pyro flame one shotting people in the burg as soon as they turn human. Like that's no fun for anybody. And I think this fixes that. Why well, are you applying it to summoning? Why are you applying this to summoning at all? Why why are you limiting co op in any way, shape, or form? It doesn't make any sense. So is does does it apply to invading as well? Yes. It okay, because that's yeah, you're I was confused because it mm-hmm. at least it is. Let me see if I can find invading. the uh there's somebody posted a screenshot in the in the DJ's Discord today that had it's from the guide that's supposed to be coming out. It got delayed in the US for some reason. Um man, Discord just sucks. I hate using Discord sometimes. It's weird that it's not if that's the case, like it to me it makes sense if it was the weapon you're you're holding. Cause then you could switch between helping lower and higher people if you choose to. Or, or or solve it with the bottom of the box because as soon as you get summoned, like you can't just change out your weapon with what you have in your inventory. But like, oh hey, my, all my plus ten stuff is in my is in my bottomless box, and so now I can connect to like that weapon one tier or whatever. Um, this is very this is a very complicated like chart that they have going on. But they also changed the way that the red eye orb works, so you don't invade infinitely upwards anymore. Like you you have a kind of a top limit on invasions, which is fine, I guess. I, it was always kind of fun invading in the forest and having somebody die and getting seven hundred thousand souls, but like, you're not going to be able to do that anymore. I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm I'm still it's, and it's still early. Like we're only a week in uh, illusory wall, and a bunch of other a bunch of other people are still testing all this stuff to see if it's actually true or not. But it definitely feels like um, yeah, 
Trin, ex Trin on Twitter, she's been, you know, she, she basically has the game open and can li- literally, if you add a Black Knight weapon, you get, you jump up like four tiers. And that's an involuntary weapon get. Like, if you happen to kill a Black Knight and they happen to drop a Black Knight greatsword, it goes directly into your inventory and then you're mm-hmm. permanently overleveled for like the early areas of the game. Oh, heck, so it's not like, I thought, I was talking of thinking it was upgrading, so like a plus five weapon, so it's the type of weapon as well. Well, yeah, that there's different tiers for unique weapons and things yeah, like that. Yeah, unique weapons so like, like are automatically plus five weapons, I think. Yeah, and so it... That's weird. And like the lightning spear that you get from that mimic in Sins, uh, that's a plus eleven weapon. Um, because that's a... The lightning spear requires a plus ten upgrade to be ascended. Yes, yes. And so when you pick up the lightning spear, like, that's suddenly a plus eleven weapon. Weird. It seems like a really yeah. odd way to, to deal with this. It's like Soul Memory all over again. Sort it of. Is. It's, it, it's a little it, bit better, I think, than Soul Memory. I think it's better than Soul Memory, but it's but still it's like this weird. invisible thing that they don't they don't surface to the user at all. They don't surface to the the, the player. Yeah, you know, because because a lot of Dark Souls players are fucking cowards. <laughs> that's my well, hot take. Just, I'm here to say that. So no, that, I mean, that's, and that's, that's true. If you're really bad at the game... And you spend like thirty hours in Undead Burg, and you pick up thirty broken swords from the from the the hollows. Does that stack up to give you like a higher rate than you no, should? No, have? no, it's it's your it's your most upgraded weapon. So like yeah. if you uh, okay, so like once you upload once you upgraded that that broken sword hilt to plus five, then you would move up a tier in, in weapon matchmaking uh, okay. or whatever, or weapon memory so or whatever. It's not a cumulative; it's just the highest weapon is yeah. yes. But if you sold or broke or dropped the item, it would you would still stay in that tier? Is that what you're saying? No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You would still stay in the tier regardless if you still have the item or not. Okay. So it never goes down, but always goes up as long as you get something correct. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, come down. And what's you in, could what's... switch it out. Yeah, I think uh, if you could switch it out, I think if you could reset that, I think if you, you know, if you destroyed those weapons or whatever, because this happened to me. I by the time I I beat the four kings, I had upgraded my pyroglyph pretty high. I had a nail bat that was at like plus 10 and then I go back to the depths cause I kept the gaping dragon alive cause I like to co-op the gaping dragon a lot. And I thought it might be fun to get invaded there while I was, um, co-oping and literally, I mean, my summons went from as soon as I put my sign down to once every like seven minutes or so, because I had, I would just, I had pushed myself out of the bracket for the, for the, yep. for the depths. Yeah. And that's, that's a real bummer. Like, and it took me a little while to figure out what was going on. And I, I made some kind of shitty tweets about it, which I'm not proud of, but I did. Uh, and I just, you know, obviously this is in the book, like the, the guy that's coming out, but it's one of these things with, with dark souls that over the years I've, I've grown to detest where, you know, yeah, I'm sure the community came together and f- we figured out a bunch of stuff. And it's interesting that that's, you know, you leave it up to the community to figure out, but this is an eight year old video game. Like, give us the details. <laughs> Tell us what's going on. <laughs> like, we're not, this is not a community effort anymore. Like, we're just, everybody's just trying, like, it's, it's basically like four people doing some work on Reddit <laughs> and, and relaying the information to other people to, 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 to recreate and see if they can, they can do it. And it just, it's confusing. It doesn't make sense. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to recreate Fat Tarkus right now. And I guess I'm going to have to try to kill the four kings with like a plus five weapon because I want to invade in sins. So I want to keep my weapon memory down, but like I'm, now that it creates a whole other layer of abstraction, which is really frustrating because otherwise this game is fucking perfect as it is. Like on PS4, it is brilliant. I love it so much. Like the frame rate is so good, everything looks so pretty. 
all of the quality of life stuff is huge. Like it's all, it all feels very, very good, but man, they just, you know, they just had to stick their fingers in and mess it up a little bit. Yep. Just a little bit. And dark souls was already a perfect pie. Like as far as multiplayer stuff went, I thought, yes. And so totally like, agree. I've always changing it at all. Like, I mean, it, you know, you know what I actually, I actually like, I'm glad from a, quality perspective is gone but like from a it's really annoying to fight against people who just hide behind their shield all the time perspective i'm really bummed that they took out dead angles yeah because that you know like if you don't have like a shodel like leveled up or whatever like that's the only way you're gonna hit somebody that just sits behind their shield the entire time if they're like smart about it well and like they they took out dead angles, but they and they fixed a lot of menu swapping kind of BS. So you can't do yeah. um, certain certain things, but you can't do like tumble you know, they, and stuff anymore. I guess. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. Um, all any anything that relied on input buffering is pretty much gone. Yeah. Uh, but and you can't do toggle escapes and stuff. But like you know, they just didn't really fix anything about the PvP that probably matters the most. Like the weird way that the network code predicts where you are, so it's really easy to backstab people. Yeah, the that stuff run at a the... person. Yeah, yeah. Run at a person as fast as you can, and then lock on at the last minute and hit R one, and you almost always get an instant backstab, regardless of where the player is facing. Like stuff like that. I was watching Peeve play today. He was streaming some, and you know he's already <laughs> five million souls. <laughs> you know he's got his like typical dual katana build thing happening. <laughs> yeah. Ninety nine humanity stacked. Like he, the dude is doing the thing, the thing that you would expect Peeve to be doing. And uh, and it was miserable. Like it just looked like it was such a slog. Like every every invasion was him against three people that had fully stacked poise armor up and were spamming R one with like the shittiest kind of try hard weapons ever. And it's and I, I have to imagine it's because that's the people that are buying this or the people the new, any of the new people are reading it and and going that direction. I I just man I just like I don't I don't know why they would go in and change some of this stuff. Like you know and not change other stuff. That's what really confuses me. Like why this. Why add this whole system in that presumably wasn't there before? If it was, maybe they like just disabled it or something. To, but nut has never been found in the PC files, so I don't know. Like, why? Why? What is the point? So, yeah, because my my hot take that from the network tests when I said I don't know if I like Dark Souls anymore was actually based on the invasions that we had. Because I was playing with Odin in the network test, and the invasions was was just that people were just instant backstab. I'm like, they're not even anywhere near me. <laughs> like, what the heck's going on? Um, and I haven't actually had any in the full release yet. We haven't been invaded yet. Um, so I don't know how smooth and how much lag there is in the online now. Because I imagine Network Test was probably a, wasn't the per- first per- perfect representation of the online. But I, that's what I just don't, I don't know if I can put up with is the that, that, that those cheap backstabs when they're nowhere near you. And you know that's and that's what Peeve was saying is like, hey, I, I I know my way around this. Like, I know that I could I could literally do the exact same thing, and I could get around, get away with this. Like, I could just put on a hornet ring, and I could fish for backstabs all day, or you know try to spam parry button, and then I could I could fix this. But I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to have to do that. And I never expected this remaster to really fix anything like this. I was more hoping that it would just be basically the same, which I'm kind of fine with. Like, that's totally fine. But then you know, for my stupid gimmick invasions. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm personally being punished because of my stupid gimmick invasions that <laughs> barely use weapons. I just use weapons in the PVE side so I can get the stuff and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, 
it's just a weird thing to change and i I don't know why the the actual pvp stuff has been pretty smooth for me like actually like the the network stuff but it's it's so new that i I don't really trust any of that stuff because there's so many people in it so we'll see how it actually works once the once the everything settles out so a thing that i've uh i've really enjoyed about um being back in remastered and like doing the in, and doing some invading uh <laughs> is that it, like we were talking about earlier like you can very clearly tell like who is been, who's playing this game and like with a guide or like just like following like what they read on the internet about it um so there are a lot of giant dads out there right now um oh my god both there's because, so many giant dads but both because of like people just wanting to be like lol look at me i'm like the meme video and also just because, like, people read about the game and say, oh, like, this is obviously the best build in the game. Um, it has been really fun to, like, just ruin those guys because I none of them, even, like, the ones who have clearly played the video game before, uh, seem to realize that you can read an R1 uh, from the Zweihander and parry it, like, on reaction. You don't even have to anticipate it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, I've killed countless giant dads by parrying them, and all of them just stand up and immediately start hammering R1 again, and it's just the best. Boy, what a great, what a great video game this is. is when it? I was doing, uh, when I was streaming last weekend, uh, I, you know, and, and again, this, this is a dumb build. It's karmic justice. I'm there literally to die. That's the whole purpose of the build is to get hit so many times that I explode. Like that's, that, that's what I do. And uh, so I want people to hit me as fast as they can. But, like, yeah, you get a giant dad in, and they're just spamming R1, and it was it's just it's too irresistible. I would just, like, it happened, like, three or four times, and I would just parry the guy every single time and not do the not right. do the repost and just embarrass him. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go get looks. I need to go get look skyward so that the next time it happens, I can parry him and then just do the look, skyward, look skyward, like, do the face palm. <laughs> I have done that one a few times. <laughs> I gotta go join the Forest Covenant to go find that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's definitely a bunch of memes stuff i also invaded like the character name thing i think is a lot of fun i, I invaded you know some yosefkas i invaded a couple of micro lashes i invaded um i think i sent this picture to you brian i invaded somebody named star wars yes which <laughs> invaded the, the idea that somebody like, was very funny yeah invaded the world of star Wars. like it's li- like you're a dude and you named yourself star Wars. not even <laughs> luke or star leia wars. or han or chewy <laughs> like just named myself star wars they don't even say the word star wars in the movie star wars what are you doing <laughs> Uh, sure i'm tired of all these star wars um so that stuff's been fun and the game looks gorgeous i'm having an absolute blast playing it the funny thing is it's like nostalgia and what you said with that 76 game it just looks like what i remember it looking (laughs) and i know it's that's not true but yeah yeah that seems to be the uh the sign of a good remaster because i felt like that was shadow of the Colossus as well me and chris talked about that a lot of the the game that I played on my PS2 when the day that that game was released looks nothing like the game that I I played on the PS4 right like that's I mean you could you can go look at comparisons yeah, but the yeah. way my memory works is now as I was playing through the PS4 version I was like yes this is exactly the way that my rose colored glasses most mm-hmm. glasses makes me remember that this game looks like even though it wasn't um, yeah so yeah I, I don't I definitely don't mind that like that trend for remasters it works for me a lot for sure um I think there's more detail like I'm trying to think I've got the thief's armor on and it's you know got like the leather shoulder piece and I'm like was there a detailed pattern on that in the original or was it just plain and I'm, I'm not sure but it's very clear in the remaster you can see like the pattern in the weave 
I think a lot of these things had details that just weren't very visible on the muddied out. Yeah, the muddied out yeah. like five forty P Dark Souls yeah. one graphics. <laughs> Not quite seven twenty Dark Souls one on three sixty. Seven hundred and nineteen P. We got it there. We got it there. Uh, close. Can I, can, I, can I read you all this thread? Uh, Blighttown looks great. Uh, can I read you all this thread uh, on the Dark Souls Reddit? Yep. I'm just going to read the original post. Uh, the title of the post is New Enemy Type in Dark Souls Remastered. <clears throat> so far, I haven't seen anything online about this, so I apologize people have already pointed this out, but I found out that a new enemy type has been added to the game. From, from what I can tell, it is only in Blighttown near the Poison Mist and Pyromancer set in New Londo. It is a weird crab-looking thing that shoots out a lot of white projectiles uh, that do a lot of damage, very nice. but they are easy to dodge. I thought that nothing new was going to be in the remaster, but I think they are kind of cool anyways. Has anyone else seen these things? It's very cute. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> well, that's a good, yeah, good thing to bring up. But um, There are a lot of fucking vagrants, y'all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, they were very rare. Yeah. I played like a lot before I first saw one. I would have been on my third playthrough, I'm sure, before I saw one. And it was in, um, before the Capra Demon, like the little town area with all the thieves. And mm -hmm. I, like, it was in one of the buildings and it freaked the heck out of me. I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> and, but now I've, I've seen a couple already. Yeah, I think I've seen three now, uh, while I've been playing. Uh, yeah, I've seen, I've seen one so far in running around, which is pretty impressive because I've been doing stuff in such a weird and bad order that it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of impressive, but yeah, Odin found uh, one. so like, what's weird is like stuff like grave lording and, um, uh, vagrants or seem to work better, but then miracle resonance rings seem to be completely gone out of, outside yeah. of like very specific circumstances. And I'm like, what, what did you do? <laughs> I'm like, what did you, what did you weirdos do to this game to make st <laughs> some stuff work and some stuff not work anymore? It's an and or it's very situation. Strange to me. And or yeah. like it's <laughs> yeah. Either you can have miracle resonance rings or you can have vagrants. You choose. Sure, <laughs> I'm fine. That's fine. I don't. Nobody used miracle resonance rings anyway because they were always broken on PS3. Right. Like they literally never worked. But well, I never Man, really like, understood I, I, how they worked. Your miracles got better when there was one of the rings nearby. When you when you were standing on one, <laughs> yeah. Was mm -hmm. it literally standing on it? Or yeah, it there, there was, it? it's a little bit of a radius around yeah. it, but uh, only certain. So that they were caused by other players Cussing casting them. certain high level miracles, and they would show up in other people's worlds. And so, like, if you cast Wrath of God while you were here, a miracle resonance ring, it would do you know ten to twenty percent more damage or something. I'm making up the number. I don't remember yeah, what yeah, the number is, but uh, uh, it's yeah, it would just do more damage if you were you know around one or what have you because i've I've seen that there someone found one in gwyn's boss room um room a resonant ring yeah mm -hmm. um i remember them being in weird places in the original like down by the fire at the fire blacksmith dudes the pinwheels not pinwheels uh skeleton wheel dudes bone wheels that's them bone wheels yeah there was one like down there like in the room one of the tight small rooms i remember there always seemed to be one Right down yeah, like I can see that because again, like people would get, you know, force or wrath of the god and shred through those those bone wheel skeletons all at once. Like that was a pretty pretty common tactic for for dealing with those guys. So that's the only place, and I think I remember seeing like an Anolondo a couple of times. But yeah, they were very rare back then as well. But I don't think I've ever seen a Gravelord symbol in the original Dark Souls. And I've seen like bunch. the actual like the summon sign. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't actually know how how it works, and I played a lot of Dark Souls. I had eight you know eight hundred hours probably in that game. 
Yeah, it's weird because that's one of the signs that uh, will follow the the host, the Grave Lord person around. Mm-hmm. So you'll actually you'll you'll see it disappear, and then like pop up like five or ten feet over to the side as as that person is moving around the world infecting people. Yeah, I think I remember seeing the message come up. Seeing you know, like there's a message saying that the enemies are buffed, or I don't know what it says when there's a Grave Lord person nearby. I've had that message pop up, but I've never seen the one on the ground. Uh, the like disasters are gone after the defeat of the Great Lord, Great Lord, or, or whatever. Yeah, I've, in the original, I saw that, but I never really knew what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's cool that these things are working now. Um, and I saw my first dragon eye summon sign. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are those are bouncing around a lot. Yeah, there's a lot um, in Orlando. Well, because in the in the original, I'm pretty sure people worked out pretty quick. There's no real point so it kind of weaned off like they people did it and then it weaned off pretty quick um upgrading the dragon covenant yeah so it's kind of cool seeing that stuff back in force um i think that's the that's the best thing about this remaster is that it's the first week of a souls game for my favorite souls game and I never got to experience that, you know, back into 2011. Like I, I was, like I came to it a month or two later. So um, just being there on day one and seeing, like, I've got screenshots of almost every bonfire that you would think about in front of a boss, just being just, just wall to wall with summon signs, right? Like where you can barely even read who it is. It's so great. Like that, having that experience, I think is some of the, is, is the best part of this, this whole remaster situation. Well, see, I was, I was day one with Dark Souls on the PS3, but it was still when it was a very niche game. Like it wasn't a huge release. It took, it took a few months as in your case to actually get the full following. And well, years really. And now we've got years of it. And now everybody loves Dark Souls. Whereas nobody was talking about Dark Souls back then. <laughs> it was so limited. And so I guess this is... It, it was never that populated originally. Hmm. So it, this is very unique. Um, yeah, because I still remember taking quite a while to get summoned in the original. And I was playing it day one. Well, the... Uh... I mean, that's probably to do to the matchmaking servers, right? Like, since they, they have dedicated servers to actually connect you with people, sure. um, that could be probably helps out quite a bit. Yeah, But I imagine there's way more people playing at this release than the original release. Yeah, yeah sure. absolutely. I mean, I mean, how many how many people started with Bloodborne, right? Yeah. And didn't have, you know, whatever. Because you know, everyone, if you, if you if you buy PS4 and you, you know, oh, wow, Bloodborne's great. I'm going to go play Dark Souls 1. Like, it... Either you had to have a computer and fill it with mods, or you had to. It was a shitty experience. Like the Dark Souls on console wasn't particularly great, as for as many hours as I have in it. So, yeah. So it's it's an interesting situation having this re-release be like bigger than the original release. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's good. You guys want to read some questions or yeah, answers or what have you? Yeah, you got to you got to get out of here soonish. So let's uh, let's but read some responses. One second before oh, you go oh. on with that, um, have you? Okay. Is there anything new except for these weird kind of ex- background? Ex- except changes? for vagrants. <laughs> yeah, just vagrants. <laughs> like, is the uh, any- no? I ha- this if, if it is, it's all like the the upper cathedral ward, like you know, prototype being built in there or what have you. Like, it's it's weird cut content stuff like that. But I don't, I haven't seen anything, any reports of anything like fresh or new that they add, they would have added besides the the weapon memory system and weird cut content things. Okay, yeah, I was just curious. I don't think there would be, but I was curious if there is. Uh, are there any item placement changes or anything, or are they 
so far I'm pretty sure they're all the same. Yeah, uh, the dried, everything you is buy the, the dried finger from the Undead Merchant? That's oh, nice. yeah, yeah. That, I thought and they that had announced different. that ahead of time. Yeah. Right. Yes, I thought that was I saw a, uh, that's painted I don't, I don't want to name, I don't, I don't name any names, but I saw some dude have a meltdown about that, about the lore implications of where you get the dried finger. I'm like, <laughs> come on, y'all. Chill out. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> um, and if you kill the merchant, he drops it as well. No, oh, good enough. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Does he still drop the katana? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Odin killed him for me so I could get the Uchi Katana and keep my merchant. <laughs> <laughs> and he just dropped nice. it to me. Uh, yes, go on to questions. So, yes. Yeah, uh, I think, Vader, you posted the question, so if you want to read it. You uh, tell us your crazy Dark Souls stories, and we will read them out on the podcast. So not so, so much we were told Dark Souls stories, and now we will read them on the podcast. Yes. Um, I'll start. Uh, we have uh, a message from Kay uh, at Humanity Upgrade on Twitter. Uh, and she says... Are Demon Soul stories okay? Uh, we specifically said Dark Soul stories, so no. Uh, moving on, next answer. <laughs> no, obviously. Uh, we'll, we'll read Warrior we'll K's response. Uh, before the servers were shut down, I got invaded by a guy in the old monk arena. He kept running around avoiding me and dropping items. After I picked them up, he sent a message that just said, Serious time, and whooped my ass. <laughs> I messaged him to thank him for the items, and he said he, quote, wanted to give me a memorable time before the servers go down. I guess he succeeded. Yeah, she remembers it. So. <laughs> nice. Uh, this is a question to you Jeremy so I'll read it okay (laughs) Um, this is from Jake Lionheart the host of Dark Souls podcast guesting on a Dark Souls inspired podcast that he used to co-host on to talk about Dark Souls so (laughs) to shake things up does Jeremy think Cyclops James Marsden will voice Sonic or star next to Sonic AKA Space Jam style. So Jeremy, what do you think? Um I I don't I don't I mean I obviously know James Martin, um Marsden from from Cyclops and also from Westworld and all that stuff. I've never heard him do like a like a like a video game voice. Like I don't can't imagine that dude doing a Sonic voice. So I guess if I have to say I would I would say he's going to be like next to Sonic or something. But then I don't, I've I didn't even know that there was a Sonic movie coming out. Like I don't know where this is coming from. Yeah. So apparently, apparently it well, came out uh a couple of days ago that uh James Marsden is going to be in the Sonic movie. Um also I will have to agree with Jeremy that he's definitely going to be uh uh starring next to Sonic because otherwise we won't get to see James Marsden's extremely handsome face. It's true. It's on true. Silver screen, Best looking Cyclops we've that? had so far. Yeah. Yeah. And so he continued, okay, Sonic movie excitement aside, why is the hollow forward jumping attack so broken? It's like the hollow can dive towards you, and if you move, they can make a 90 degree turn mid air. The hollow jump attack <laughs> is the real final boss of Dark Souls. <laughs> Just parry that yeah, shit, bro. Sh- yeah, I know. You should uh, you should also ask this about every enemy in Dark Souls Two. If we're going to talk about this one particular one in Dark Souls One, <laughs> oh boy, I just got flashbacks to those turtles like rotating on platforms. Yep, yep. <laughs> Any of the Falcon Falcon dudes like in the the the, the way on the way to Drang Lake. Yeah, um, yeah. That's just some Dark Souls ass shit, man. Like that, you know they. Obviously, they they design these games and they they do a really good job. But I think you know sometimes there's a staff issue or whatever, and that the, the games aren't 100 percent perfect, like the internet would have you believe. Right. It's hilarious um, though when it next... happens when you see them. Um, it's the best when you go oh, to yeah. like do the do the jump and then they go flying off an edge or something because they change the angle. I love you. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it's just talking about edges that, that that's the uh that's the real uh cool way to kill stuff in god of war <laughs> anytime enemies spawn up by an edge i just kick them off and they instantly die it's really <laughs> satisfying yeah one of my favorite things to do there's the you know the hammer enemies the kind of more tanky they're like the normal weaklings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. what are they called the if you do if you run out their stamina and you do the r3 finishing a move it you run with them and if you hit attack it just throws them if you run towards yeah. an edge and throw them off a cliff it is the funniest thing ever <laughs> that's great that is great it's the best there's actually one of the challenge modes in um the fight the lava world where you the enemies recover health like super fast you can't actually kill them with normal attacks and so you just stun them and just do the finishing moves and it's just like a 10 minute fight of just finishing moves it's pretty fun throwing dudes off cliffs sorry continue. i'm into it yeah uh our next person to write in is 50 dexterity probably at 99 dexterity this is our buddy john I once had a fight with Super Ornstein that lasted 30 minutes since I was using a lightning Yuki Katana, and I'd forgotten that you can't bleed him. I used all of my SS and 30 humanity in the fight, but I finally won. So, good work, skeleton. Um, yeah, I was going to ask I've Jeremy definitely... uh, if this was the guy that you, that you saw with the PS4. <laughs> no, but... no, this dude was literally using a lightning spear to play oh, okay. my game. So, he, he was fresh um, from sins. Yeah. He, uh, he was doing his Gunther cosplay. He was doing the thing. Um, it's... Yeah, I, I've definitely been in this situation. I, you know, I, I would have not have eaten thirty humanity. I would have probably just used one um, homeward bone, <laughs> yep. and just changed my weapon out. <laughs> I mean, but like, I mean that if I understand, of also starting task and want to finish it. So, yeah, I've been using a couple of humanity when I've been helping Odin, coping with Odin. Where I run out of Estus, so I'll just pop a humanity. Yeah, um, I mean, one or two is fine. But thirties, uh, that's that's some dedication right there. I'll say it is. So uh, next up, we've got Visceral Queen, or at, at some at, or some say Cosm. Uh, it's Caitlin. She says, watching Jeremy try to play this game. Wow, what a crazy ride! Like a duck trying to ride a bike. <laughs> I don't know why Caitlin didn't show up in my stream when I when I streamed last weekend. She wasn't there, so she hasn't seen me play Dark Souls. So I don't know what this is all about. I don't I don't remember us having a fight about Dark Souls. I think. Oh wait, yeah, no, we. You totally and I, had, or mind. she and I, had a fight about Dark Souls when we were talking about the Invader yeah. thing. Like not a real fight. The Invader but like thing. A, yeah. Yeah, she was. She's she's big on um. She's the, big on the honor. honor the, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the being being very polite when people invade, and I, and I, I have am no not, time for that me, shit. That's, no, not at all. Like, like I, I've always said this: you broke into my house, right? <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you came into my world. I'm not going to like, hey, yeah. what's up, boo? <laughs> and and when I break into your house, if you bow to me, you're going to get fucking stabbed. Like, yeah, that's a dumb thing to do to a, to a guy that's coming in to try to steal all your humanity. So yeah, thank you, Caitlin, yeah. for writing yep. in. Thank, thank you, Caitlin. <laughs> You're not here to defend yourself, so Jeremy and I are just going to agree with each other. Yep, <laughs> that was a good question. <laughs> I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm more lean towards the yeah, Caitlin. I was always on a souls a little bit back in the day. Well, so I'm I'll side with her. I, pr- I probably stabbed you in the back at some point. Yeah, probably. Then... <laughs> uh, Vader, what does Neil Loki say? Um. Neo Loki, uh, I never finished Dark Souls One. Dark Souls One DLC. Now that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you missed out on the best content in the game. So, 
uh, do that. I'm so glad but, to. Uh, I'm so glad Neil Loki's been t- put, putting stuff up on Twitter, uh, but kind of because he kind of disappeared off Twitter for a while for some real life stuff. So I'm glad that he's back. I'm yeah. very much hoping that he'll start making some more videos because uh, that dude's Dark Souls and Bloodborne videos are incredible. Indeed, good dude. He's a good dude. Up next is uh, my good friend. Um, you guys, you guys know him as We're Not Wizards or Richard. I, I have a pretty personal relationship with him, so I call him Dicky. Uh, Dicky says, <laughs> "Dicky Barrett." I, <laughs> I never played the DLC because the enemies in it were a constant source of stress. Uh, agreed. All of the enemies in the DLC in any Souls DLC are going to be like super strong compared to the main game. They definitely plan those for uh, for late game people. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thank the, you for uh, writing, Dicky. Appreciate specifically <laughs> specifically like the enemies in Ulusil are very stressful. Mm-hmm. The gardeners. Uh, spe- the no 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 not the gardeners, the uh uh the 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 bloatheads and oh, yeah, specifically yeah. the sorcerers yeah, are the yeah. worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Boy, I hate the gardeners. Well, I mean, yeah, I, or the stone guys in the in the in the in that in that area too also yeah. suck. That, that area is those... like really easy to speed run though. Yes, you just run. It is, yeah. You you literally don't have to go like when I did it for uh, when I was trying to beat Artorias to do Dick Week with Patty. Uh, literally did not go anywhere near anything except just to go directly to the elevator so I could right. unlock the shortcut so I could just go. <laughs> yeah, didn't pick up a single item. I didn't stop at a single glowy. So, nope. so all right, yeah. Uh, next uh, next response is from at Hupperts, uh, who is my roommate, uh, and he he says. I watched my, watched my boy Brian Wade, aka me, uh, play Dark Souls for nearly two hours. Wild. That doesn't seem like a lot. <laughs> two hours at one time. I, I feel like he's underestimating the amount of time he's watched me play Dark Souls. Also, I, I feel like that that is true. Yeah. I, I mean, I've I've said that a lot. Like that that used to be. Uh, Autumn would be out of town, and I would just hang out, and I would have a book. And I would have my summon side down in Orlando, and I would just go from the book to get summoned, and I would do that for seven or eight hours. Like yep. it was just <laughs> that would be just that would be a night for me. So. <laughs> I've definitely done that one. The switch would be good for uh, that. Just play on the switch, and then <laughs> play some Breath of the Wild, and then get summoned. And yeah. all right, well, check this out though. What if I'm playing on the switch and on the PC at the same time, and I just time my invasions properly so that I can go from go. one to the other? Perfect. Oh, dang, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get confused and try to pick up the like your PS4 controller for your PC and, and like right. point it while you're trying to like look at the Switch screen. <laughs> Why isn't this working? Why are you going sideways when I'm pushing up? Good times. Uh, do you want me to read the last one? Am I am I up? I don't remember. Oh, uh, yeah, remember. go ahead. <laughs> um, so our next one is from Mr. John at... Uchoji? Uchoji? U-C-H-U-O-J-I. I got invaded just outside. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. I want to say this is the same name that you didn't recognize on the last episode. I don't think that's right. It couldn't happen, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for writing in. Uh, I got invaded just outside of Capper's room, and they did the whole leave an item as bait trick. I had no soul, so I had nothing to lose. They messed up their attack, and I capitalized and took them out, and then they dropped the wrong item by mistake because it was a dark hand. <laughs> Maybe they're just trying to indoctrinate you. Maybe they were trying to indoctrinate you. I feel like, uh, I f- do I remember that the Dark Wraiths drop dark hand as a they random drop? Do. Yep. Yeah, so I, I feel like if you were the kind of dude that's farming for uh, chunks to upgrade a bunch of weapons to plus 15, then you probably end up with a bunch of dark dark hands and you try to hand them out to everybody. 
Yep, because so. those dark rates, the slab drop on the uh, the slab drop chance on them is pretty abysmal. abysmal. Yep. So you got to kill it a is. lot of them. Well, thankfully the DLC has a bunch of slabs. Apparently, there's some glitch that you can get two slabs from the Undead Asylum. I saw that. That somehow. looked really interesting. Like you can like get yeah, to yeah, the yeah. asylum like at the very beginning of the game before you open up the parish shortcut. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's easily possible. It's, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of where you, where do you get the bandit's knife so that you can because you can bleed them out pretty easy at a low level. I feel like, but otherwise it would just take forever. I mean, you could just start as the thief. Otherwise, I don't remember where you get the bandit's knife. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd probably be the easiest thing to do. So yeah, um, I, I I used to do this by the way. The, the leave an item as bait trick. Yeah. Um, my favorite place to do it was when I was I wasn't really cosplaying patches, but I would in the catacombs I would stand by and spam the dried finger so people would invade me. I'd leave an item on the middle of the bridge, and as they ran over the bridge, I'd hit the switch just like patches does and flip them over and kill them. <laughs> and uh, and the item stays there, like the item doesn't fall down. So like if you could kill people before they picked it up, it would happen every time. Uh, but it would always be, no matter what, it would always be a dung pie because I'd make them stop and pick up my poop, and then I would throw <laughs> them off of a ledge. Very good. So, yeah. So that's uh that's that's all the responses. So I guess that uh, kind of wraps us up on vis-a-vis podcasting. Um, Jeremy, sure. you have. Uh, you have something new and exciting, actually, that you can plug on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you, why don't you tell uh, us about that? So, uh, Monster of the Week has had a Patreon for a long time now, mm-hmm. um, and we're in the process of restructuring that. So, because uh, Patreon is a little weird if you're a smaller Patreon, like there's all this kind of stuff that we want to do that we had for goals, and uh, very quickly realized, like, I mean, me and Chris are probably not going to get to ten thousand dollars a month for podcasting. Like, that's never going to happen. So, like, why? <laughs> So we wanted to figure out a way to release more stuff, uh, basically, and get get more stuff going. So we created a, a second podcast called Monster of the Week Presents. It's Patreon exclusive, uh, and we have going to have a series of podcasts underneath that that kind of umbrella. So the first one that we're doing is Silver is for Monsters. That's where me and Chris and a guest uh, talk about the Witcher novels, not the video games, but the actual novels. Uh, the first guest is Autumn. She's going to be on there. She's going to be there with us probably throughout all of the first book. And then uh, when we start getting into the second book, we're, we have some other people booked that are going to come on that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, so, yeah, like if you are interested in that, a buck a month at the Patreon will do that. And then you also get like other cool stuff from that. So, you know, it's not just awesome podcast, um, but I'm excited. We have some stuff in the works that I don't think people would expect me and Chris to do. And uh, we're going to kind of we're planning on doing it in some interesting ways. So I'm pretty excited about the Monster of the Week Presents thing. So, yeah, thank you for letting me t- ramble about it for like 10 minutes. Yeah. I appreciate that. It's always exciting. Mm-hmm. And like uh, so, so I guess uh, where where can people find your stuff on the internet if they want to find your stuff? Oh, just Twitter uh, at JG Greer, and um, I mean I I I'm narcissistic enough that I you know self promote myself constantly, so you will find everything <laughs> there. Uh, you can also find Jeremy on like his seven seven discords that he has now. I only I only have two. Well, we have three. Oh yeah, I guess Dark Insight counts. But I'm logged uh, no, in. I was like, I was talking about Jeremy's kids, which <laughs> barely exists. Oh yeah, yeah. Always we, we literally never use that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we just occasionally um, make jokes about how it exists. <laughs> I always forget. I, I literally forget about it until somebody posts in there, and it's usually you posting in there. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> so yeah, at JG Greer is where you need to be for all that stuff, and uh, you can find pretty much anything that I do over there. Come all talk. Right. Come chat. Come chat with me, uh, Charles. What about you? Uh, it's Vader Van Odin in most places. Indeed, including your website. Yes. And uh, you can find me at Wade Brian R on Twitter. Um, you can find the podcast 
at Dark Insight Pod, uh, also at darkinsight.net, uh, where you can find all the episodes and the articles that we never write uh, that I continue talking about for some reason. Um, <laughs> you can find the podcast You're promoting on, the one you thing subscribe. that you guys don't actually do. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's a, there's an article from like a year and a half ago. Um, uh, you can subscribe to the podcast. You can you can rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, all the standard threats about uh, hosts coming to kill you uh, apply. Um, as we have Jeremy Greer back for this episode, I will include him. Uh, he will also come and kill you if you give us less than five stars. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and that's, uh, that's, that's 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 what I'm known to. I will invade your world in Dark Souls. <laughs> it's and true. I will use karmic <laughs> justice to you know take your ears for exactly my, for my Dark Lord. Yes, for your Dark Lady. Uh, and that's more or less the podcast. Um, so I guess since this is a Dark Souls podcast, we'll close it out by saying, "Praise the sun." Praising. Don't give up, skeleton. And also that. Wrong podcast. <laughs> this is Anna Londo. Word. Second. Second. Anna is a globe of fire Don't be some blinded to what it's become. Take it from me and where I'm from. Game recognized, game it takes one and no one. Let's start off with the thugs that drag you in. Who the hell are these dudes? Man, I don't even know them. And then they drop me off at the top of the staircase. You could have picked anywhere, but you plant me in this place. And they got the worst bouncer ever posted at the door. Try to wave high, but in the end, I got ignored. The other big guys are totally smashed on that thing. They totally bum rush and try to fight me. Uh, slow your roll, homie. You don't even know me. About to put on the shadow gear and go ham like Shinobi. Make it to the bonfire, homegirls in the mood. Lady of the darkly shooting off nothing but attitude. Time to head downstairs in the world's worst elevator. Met with drama, I'd rather take care of later. But this guard royal must be someone's baby daddy. He doesn't waste time, just chooses to attack me. Most things that shine here are golden. Just cause they shine don't mean they're worth holding. Slum is a slum, no matter where you're from. And then Alondo isn't true to what it's really showing. Most things that shine here are golden. Just cause they shine don't mean they worth holding. The slum is a slum, no matter where no, you're from. And then Alondo no, isn't true no. to what it's really showing. <laughs> Well, there's no hood quite like Analando Because you proceeded by going through a broken window You met with bad guys who choose to throw knives And I realize it just dudes afraid for their lives We just committed with cops called breaking and entering And instead of fleeing, we proceed to start murdering Covered in blood, but once that's all done and said I'm far more irritated by what lies ahead Remember those dudes from the start of this place? Well, the rest of this squad wants to get in my face Get past those jerks and the nights that are tripping Find Soler chilling, listen to him rap a written Team up with him and do an epic throwdown Two of them along the street, top swan us out of town Beat him down, meet the princess who sure is fine For bumps this ghetto spot, let's warp back to fire link shrine Most things that shine here are golden Just cause they shine don't mean they're worth holding A slum is a slum no matter where you're from And then Alondo isn't true to what it's really showing most things that shine here are golden Just cause they shine don't mean they're worth holding The slum is a slum no matter where you're from And Analondo isn't true to what it's really showing Analondo is a glorified slum Don't be some blind to the world is become Take it from me and where I'm from 
game recognized, game it takes one to know ya. And Alondo is a glorified slum. Don't be some blind in the world it's become. Take it from me.